Has it been a while since you flipped that thermostat from heat to cool? Turn to the experts at Griffith Energy Services before you do for an $88 AC start and check to make sure your AC is in tip-top shape. Griffith specializes in carrier, but services all brands. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today. Your local carrier expert. That's GriffithEnergyServices.com. License number MDHVACR01-2278. Griffith Energy Services. Doggone dependable. This is an X-Squad Affiliate Podcast. The number one chief rocket jersey firm. Lonely Hearts Cafe. Spicy Conversations. Vince Wright, the sports governor from Minnesota. Man, Jelly Young. Microwave. The Sports Bar, also known as Stacy Sports Radio. Click the Marvel Show. The BS3 Sports Show. This is DJ Queen from the X Squad. Radio Podcast.
Yo, what's good? What's good, y'all? Bob Shot Sports Talk Podcast. Maestro Styles here. Trey Frazier. What's good? Hey, man. Another day in the Bob Shot Bob Shot Sports Talk Podcast. Catch us on www.bobbershopsportstalkpodcast.com. Uh, if you want to uh, follow us on social media, uh, Facebook, Bob Shot Sports Talk Podcast. Instagram, at Bob Shot Sports Talk Podcast. On Twitter, Barbershop SPOR2. Um, make sure y'all subscribe on the YouTube channel, Bob Shot Sports Talk Podcast. Make sure y'all subscribe and check the videos out. Um, hey, look, man, I, I ain't gonna lie, man. I, <laughs> well, first, before I get into it, man, let me say what's up to Cedric Galloway. Let me say what's up to Miss Mocha Bella, X Squad Gang Gang. What's up? What's popping? Hey, hey, look, man, <laughs> we had the uh, big head. What up, man? We had the. We had to make a little adjustment before we got into this show, man. Um, you know, we we I feel like we need to focus on two white people getting their just due. And the and the only reason I was irritated about the change, and it's not because of the title, because the title is perfect for these stories, but the fact that I had to change up my cut and paste game a little bit at the last second. But you know, we got through all that, and so now we're here. This is the name of the episode. We had to switch it up. And it's very critical that we start with these two stories right now. Yeah, Cause, man. Because you, know, you, you, you kind of briefed yourself up on the uh, Bob Lamey situation yeah, man. a little bit there. So. And, and, he got, and he got a big old... Mess the down. He got one of those. He, he deserved he deserve it. Um, look, bro. So, for those that don't know, apparently Bob Lamey uh, now... Former Colts, longtime Colts announcer on the radio. On the radio, uh, felt like he needed to. He was telling a story to a black coworker. Of, um, I think it was a female, if I'm not mistaken. Uh huh. And as he was telling the story, in the context of the story, uh, he says, "Let me get the exact quote because I, I, I want." Uh, well, let me tell you, uh, it was a motor... Let me just read the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, WTHR spoke to a, the colleague in question who said, Lamey used the slur while telling her a story off-air last Tuesday. She said Lamey was telling her about when he used to work at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and was describing an interview with an unnamed person. Lamey told his colleague that this person was asked if any racers were holding back their speed during qualifications to which the person replied, there aren't any niggers in this race. Now, he was clearly telling the story of what another person said, but thought, because he was saying it in context, that he could say the word nigger. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like the that whole, um, well, if I'm quote, like, if you're quoting a rap song, can you say nigger? Like, like the that's, situation with Josh Allen, he was quoting a rap song, yeah. and he said the word nigger, and he shouldn't have said it. And he shouldn't have said it. And uh, so then uh, the chick uh, immediately said to him, you know, I'm uncomfortable. I don't like what you said. Yep. You know, womp, womp, womp. And he was like, well, I didn't mean it in no malice. And I guess after she continued to say how she felt about it, it clicked. The, the white bulb clicked. Oh, this nigga might snitch. Right, right. <laughs> so he starts to beg, please don't tell, please don't tell, please don't tell. And her like a real black queen toad. <laughs> and uh, six days, I guess six days later after the incident happened, he resigned. 
you know what? I'm I'm so sick and tired of people using words for context that they know offends us. And I I I'll give you a good example because and I related to the Josh Allen issue with the rap song and now this situation with Bob Lamey um, using the word nigga. Well, hold on before you get into the story because I, I, I just don't want to forget. Mm-hmm. So, are you okay with white kids saying nigga at a concert? At no. a rap concert? No, no okay. I'm not. Okay. I'm not. And 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 here's here's the reason why I'm gonna go into it. Here. Yeah. So. And I, I'm sure people have experienced this many a times, whether you're young, middle-aged, or old, or whatever. But you go to church, or you're around some church folk, and you're having a conversation, and one person comes out and maybe quotes something else, another person that has basically nothing to do with the group of church folk circle situation. Mm-hmm. And what do they do? They don't say word for word like if they were trying to quote somebody and they cuss. Yeah, they don't use the cuss word. Right, they censor it because they have the respect. Because they the have church. the respect of the people that are around them. Mm-hmm. So in this case, it's the same exact thing. Right. Bob Lamy, if you're around black people and you're trying to quote what another black person said, and if that person said the word nigga, you block it out. You say the n word. Then you say yeah. right. You you say that, and this goes for him. Josh Allen, um, the girl Lindsay on uh, on Twitter that uh-huh. got busted for uh-huh. the, what she did. It goes for any you know white individual that wants to quote somebody black using the N word. Stop using the word nigga and block it out the same way that people like if you're around your elders or you're around people you respect, mm-hmm. you block out you words block that you don't want to say. Right. But you know, all you I'm, don't or you don't want them to hear you say. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I I had enough of this stuff, man. I had enough of people saying, I'm sorry, I was just quoting somebody else. Well, I'm sorry that you, you feel that say, way. You can't say that. You can't say it. Well, round of applause for this black woman. Round of applause for this black woman. Uh who you know, not for nothing. Not for nothing. Mm-hmm. She could have she could have tucked that. You know what I'm saying? In she terms could, of just kind of saying, saying, saying let it slide. Not saying nothing to her HR staff. And, you know what I'm saying? Uh, sure, sure. Yeah. So, shout, you know what I'm saying? Shouts out to her for, yeah, we're not letting that shit ride. And, and, the, reason, shit and ride. the reason she could have let it slid because the dude is going off to the sunset. He's retiring. Well, well but even more than that, um, more than that, you know, the whole dynamic of... I mean, because obviously he didn't say it in malice. I, you know what I'm saying? Obviously he right. didn't mean nothing by it. Well, not obviously, but if you read the story on the face value, you don't think he means nothing bad. You think he's just telling the story. But uh, you know what? <laughs> Fuck that. You got to pay the cost for being nah, stupid. You got to catch If I smoke. do something stupid at my job, I got to I gotta pay consequences for it. No so question. you know what? No question. You know what? You should have been, been put in the situation to resign. And you resigned. Peace. Uh, I hope retirement is good. But you don't yeah. show your face no more. Don't show your face no more. <laughs> <in> these <streets. laughs> that, that's kind of where show I'm at. R E S P I C T. Facts. And I'm not even a Colts fan, but that that I'm was not, a, yeah. that was disgraceful, man. You you, you can't do that. Uh, Cedric Galloway in the chat says white people feeling real comfortable these days, and we know why. 
we, we, yeah. we know exactly what but but again shouts out to this shouts out to this lady because um he f- he felt comfortable enough saying it because maybe he thought there weren't going to be any consequences he thought oh that's my you know yeah we cool we you cool you know whatever whatever yep nah nigga I'm about to sign off nah so, nigga you know it's yeah. all good and it yeah. can be a big story hold that hold hold that resignation down Mocha hold Bella. that smoke down Mocha Bella in the chat says in the era of number forty five. These white folks think they can use the N-word. That's a I fact. I mean, they've been using it before 45. But sure, sure. But they, but they out you. there. I'm with you. They out I'm there. I'm with you. It's, it's kind of like, you know, and no, no disrespect to the LGBT community, but for a while, folks used to hide that they were gay. Now that the laws have passed and the community's out there, now they're more out there. It's kind of the same thing with, you know, white folks, yeah. you know, using the N-word. You know, behind closed doors, now they're out in the open trying to yeah. do it. Uh, Shelly Q says he knew how offensive the word was before he said it, no matter if he was trying to be disrespectful or not. Yeah, um, I mean, well, I tell you what, if he didn't know, now you know. Yeah. <laughs> look, I, I do, I do believe that there are some people that are that. That fucking ignorant. I do believe. Oh, that. absolutely. I do man. believe that. So, with that being said, I don't know that I believe. Again, I don't know if I believe he was telling that story, and you know, in malice. I just think he was shooting the shit and didn't think about what he was saying again. and slipped. And and again, yep. I'm not excusing him. I'm look when you in the field. I, it's funny because I was having this discussion at work this morning about um, you know when you at work. Even it, you know, he was we was arguing about something, and he was saying, "Well, you know what? Yeah, the dude made a mistake. He a human being. I don't give a fuck about you being a human being. Right. You, it's just certain mistakes you can't make in the field. If you you can't make those types of mistakes, and then be like, oh well, I, I made a mistake. I'm a human. I don't give a fuck about you being a human because when you in made one the way or another, either you've made the mistake yourself once before, or you've seen somebody else make that same mistake, and you've seen how much smoke they've gotten. So. Whoever like did know, he wants think, to do that again did he think knows him, better. Did he think him and that black woman was that cool? That he could just tell a story? He might have thought so. But yeah, but you're whether, wrong. You're whether, wrong. Whether he did or not, stop quoting us word for word. If we say something... You can't say nigga. Sorry. That you know you can't say. You can't whether say it's in context it. or whether you mean it or not, yeah. don't say you it. You can't say it, bro. Don't say Sorry. it. <laughs> And we can and we can say cracker. That's it's a goddamn. It's a small win that we get. We could call y'all crackers and honkies, and y'all can't call us niggas. It, goddamn, it's a it's a small victory that we have. Let us have the fucking victory. Let us have our moment. Let man. us have our fucking moment. So to you, Bob Lamy, man, sit your ass down. So Urban Meyer, man, uh, suspended three games, and let me tell you, let me just tell you, let me just tell you right off the hand. Word up. Some kids got suspended four games for for selling Jordans uh, from University of North Carolina. Yep. They got suspended yep. four games for fucking selling Jordans that they own. Yep. And they got four games, and Urban Meyer and the shit he in, mm-hmm. and got suspended three games. Yeah. Key word suspension, and the other key number three games, and in comparison to these kids. It, it makes absolutely no sense. Don't make no but sense we, to me. But are we are we surprised at this in a sense? Um, not surprised. I just think is that for me, mm-hmm. for me, my thing is always that nowadays it's so important to just highlight this what it is. 
Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. I don't think it need no whole bunch of it don't need no deep dive. Like you said, we know what it is. We it, we know what it is. Yeah. He's a winning coach. He's brought a culture to mm-hmm. that particular school that he these white ADs. He's white. Um yeah, let's let's point everything out. He wins, he's white, and, and the he's NCAA, white. And the NCAA don't give a damn. Yeah. <laughs> they don't. Yeah. <laughs> you know? The I mean these guys care more about Controlling how the student gets paid yeah. and their ability to try to make money, mm-hmm. then they care about domestic violence, right. which this was the situation, the situation with Ohio right. State um, and and Urban Meyer. I mean, I, I watched the press conference. The dude just looked like he just didn't want to be there. He just didn't give a damn. You know, reporter asked him, "Hey, you know what? What you got to say?" And he was like, "You know, I'm sorry to Buckeye Nation. You sorry to Buckeye Nation?" Dude, you better be sorry to the woman that got <coughs> hit by your assistant coach. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To all these women that are victims of domestic abuse. Right. We're in about Buckeye Nation. But yeah. Man, forget Buckeye Nation. Yeah. They, they be all right. And they was, re- yeah, man. So what happened to the coach? What happened to the, the assistant. coach? The assistant, they, well, they eventually let him go. Okay. But when the incident happened... He, he put it under wrap, similar yeah, yeah, yeah. to Joe Paterno yeah. and the whole Sandusky thing. They similar, put it under wrap. Similar to Louisville. And Rick similar <laughs> to, yes, yeah. 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 You know, it's it's funny. Somebody brought up Rick Pitino's name in a conversation. Mm-hmm. And we can slice it any way we want to. But if you're a 500 coach or below 500 coach, you're getting up out of there. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, the school cares about winning football or basketball, whatever sport it is. They care about winning games. Mm-hmm. If you're a coach like Urban Meyer, who's arguably the in the top two of best football coaches in college, yeah. arguably. I mean, you saw what he did with the, with the Gators, with Tebow and those guys. And now you've seen what he's done with Ohio State. Yeah. Dude, he's the dude is not going nowhere. The only way he goes someplace is when the feds start to get involved. Mm-hmm. And once the feds get involved, the school has no choice yeah, yeah, but to but cut the, bait with the guy. Right, right. You know, but since this isn't a federal case and the school and the NCAA is handling it, it's like, uh, you know, we we don't want to lose sight of winning football games. Yeah. This is a good to great coach. We want to keep him. That that's. Basically, what this is about. Yeah, basically, this is what this is about. I'm with you 100, percent man. No, I'm no with surprise you 100%, there, man. man. Yeah, man. So to you both, to both of you, you ignorant, you ignorant motherfuckers, you ignorant white people. Man, sit your ass down. I was about to say, hit hit that button, man. Man, sit your ass down. <laughs> yeah, you deserve that, and that's from the heart. Yeah, man. and that's from the heart, man. So can we celebrate? Can we celebrate a black woman real quick, man? Uh, yes, we can. We can celebrate a black woman. Jamel Hill got bought out of ESPN. And she got that bag, my nigga. Six million dollars. Yes, sir. Six million dollars hush money is what it was. Yeah. It was hush money. Yeah. It was hush money, but I ain't mad at how a woman gets six million dollars. She got that bag, my nigga. Yeah. <laughs> six million dollars did, did not exploit us as a network. Yeah, right. Basically, not to expose Walt Disney as a network. <laughs> I think we saw this coming, though. Um, no, I didn't see her getting no, no. Well, not the money yeah, part, but yeah. just her departing yeah, 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 from yeah, yeah, ESPN. Obviously, obviously. We, I we, mean, once they, once they, once they was like, oh, she gonna start just writing stories on it for the internet, like, mm-hmm. like nigga, just fire a nigga. Fuck so, I, so I do have a question about that because I know the undefeated is a separate entity 
from ESPN, mm-hmm. and I and I don't know what the I guess the partnership or or whatever. I don't know. Like, I don't know ownership the, and I don't all know that either. stuff. I know that their name gets tied in with it. So their name gets tied and, in, with and it. that's all that matters to ESPN. So is she still going to write? I would think. I would think no. I would think. I don't. I okay. mean, I would think no. But I mean, obviously, no. You know, no whole bunch of stories mm-hmm. was was put out. But yeah, because let's be honest. If you haven't been keeping up with ESPN programming, she's been doing a couple guest spots. Yeah, you know, lately, like she was on Sports Nation uh-huh. this week. She was on. Um, Highly questionable. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the other day, she does a bunch of other stuff, guest appearances, and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, I'm just wondering. We know. She's not doing no more guest appearances on no ESPN shows. Yeah, I'm wondering about if she gonna still write for the undefeated. And if not, I would cool. think. I would think. Yeah, I would think no. I would if, think no. And if not, cool. I hope to see you on another platform somewhere. Man, look, I I want I want them to bring his and hers back. Mm-hmm. I, well, Mike Mike Smith probably would have to leave ESPN, and I don't know that he's you know I don't know what his situation it's is. Funny because I haven't I haven't seen him or like, heard from him heard from him at like, all. I, I think the last time I've seen him, he did an episode of Around the Horn, and he was the host actually. Yeah, on that. So I I don't Man, know exactly what he's I doing want these days. him to leave ESPN. I want them to bring back the podcast on mm-hmm. a platform where they can cuss and talk their shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I tweeted. Uh, I tweeted it when I heard about Jamel Hill. Man, Joe Button. Round of applause for Joe Button. Let me find my round of applause for Joe Button. Um, Joe Button got a, a Spotify deal. I should have faded that better. Um, got uh-huh. a Spotify deal where they exclusively on Spotify. Whatever, whatever. Uh-huh. But all that to say is that they could talk their. Sh- I mean, Jamel, bring back his and hers, but they could talk their shit. Yes, sir. Because I loved his and hers, but the only thing I didn't really like is you could tell they, they weren't were, really... They were being filtered. Yeah. You yeah. could tell they weren't really talking because yeah, 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 they yeah. had good jobs and shit. And that, man, I, I wish Spotify had had the bag for that show. Well, i tell you what. Paging LeBron James, paging Maverick Carter. Yeah. Of the uninterrupted But it network. gotta be... It, it just gotta be somebody where they allow the talk but they won't, shit. But they won't get filtered on uninterrupted. I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I'm just saying, I don't care who it is. Yeah. Long as they could talk their shit. They won't get filtered. And i tell you what, man. I've, I've also seen Jamel Hill do some BET specials. Yeah. Like she interviewed T.I. about the yeah, Falcons and all that uh-huh. stuff. Um, so she's doing a bunch of stuff like... On other networks, yeah, and I mean she. I mean, let's be clear. She was she always been talented, been mm-hmm. good at what she do. Right. But when the tweets started came and she she yeah that that stock went up. We knew. Yeah, that stock went up when them tweets started coming up. Yes, coming sir. Out. That yeah. stock went up for certain. No question. Yeah. No question. And and once that happened, then it was like oh, we we know where this is going. Yeah. So, but shout out to Jamel Hill. Shout man, out to Jamel Hill. Absolutely. You know, man. getting the bag number one and number two. You know. Letting ESPN know, right? Letting them know, like you're not gonna keep me shut. You're not gonna shut me up, right? So yeah, definitely. Shouts out to uh, Jamel Hill, man. Shout out to that black queen there. Definitely, definitely. Somebody referred to her on Twitter as a sex symbol. Shut the fuck up, <laughs> <laughs> man. I wish you would have saved who said that. 
I wish you would have saved. Oh, I could, I could search that. Yeah, that's, that's easily. That, that's the one thing I love well, about Twitter is yeah. you can well, search find anything. That, find that person so I get him a so I can name that person by Master name and give him one of those because he need one of those for a show. <laughs> a sex symbol. Now let's be clear. I have been going back and forth with the whole, you know. Oh, the personality. How I feel about Jamel Hill, and I, let's be clear, mm-hmm. I like Jamel Hill, but I, you mm-hmm. know. Nah, sex symbol? Nah. 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 Still, she's still not in my. Nah, you she's know, not. No, five. she's not anymore. But she was at one point for me, but not anymore. Oh, okay. yeah. and, and not to mention, and not to mention, um, like, she just cool. Like, she's I like, can see how somebody would fall. Because she, she seems so fucking cool, yeah. Yeah, she's she, a typical round away. Like, she seems. Yeah, like, she seems so fuck. Like, I definitely would love to hang with Jamel Hill. You know what I mean, and Michael Smith for that matter. But like, but Jamel Hill seems cool as shit. Oh yeah. Okay, I'm I'm about to find his drink. Mm-hmm. Find, let's find his name. Yo. Like I'm willing, to, <laughs> I'm willing to just uh, talk some nonsense for you to find his name. Oh man. Just so we could uh, get him, get him his just due. Oh my god. Not that he's gonna. Well, I don't know. Maybe he'll hear. I need to stop saying that. Not that they'll ever hear. I need to stop saying that shit. <laughs> What's that? Not that they'll. Not that they'll ever hear what I'm saying. Oh, oh, that shit's gonna start. They're gonna start hearing that shit one day. Mm-hmm. Like they're gonna start hearing hearing me talk shit. Okay. Like, like Dwight Howard might one day hear how I be like, I don't fuck with him, but I'm so happy he with the Wizards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he might hear that shit one day. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm having some issues finding this joint. So go, right, you well, go to, you go to the next it. topic. I mean, if you find it, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, well, <laughs> I, I feel like I just so you heard about this cat Curtis Hopper. Um, I've I heard about him once I saw the video. Okay. Once I saw the video, I, I I immediately you know gained a little interest in what was going on there. Please tell me how you feel. I I, I asked you before because I don't really know how I feel about it, and I've been thinking about this shit since Saturday. Well, you know what? We're in a climate of the national anthem protest and things like that. And how protest is designed to make people uncomfortable, mm-hmm. you know, no matter what side of the spectrum you're on. So when I looked at the video and I see these two dudes about to get in and, you know, fight and everything. Yeah. And I see dude walk all out the ring and up the ramp in the back. Yeah. And you're seeing crowds going like, yo, like, you know, I paid, you know, some hard earned money to see yeah. the fight with um, once I found out that this was over, how much money he was gonna make for the fight, and maybe and maybe not this particular fight, but just contractually as yeah. a whole period, mm-hmm. it's like okay, if this is about money and this is about expressing your right to protest, then I'm I'm cool with it. And and unfortunately for the people that was there, because look, I'd be pissed off too if I yeah, paid sure. hard earned money. Sure. I came to see a fight, mm-hmm. and a dude just walked away, and unanimously the other guy wins. But we say it all the time, though, man. Protest is is bit most efficient when it's uncomfortable. Is exactly, and, yeah, exactly. And so, and so it was very uncomfortable for people in the stands. Very uncomfortable for the announcers. And I, I got to be wondering what his opponent was thinking at the time. Yeah. Like, like, dude, really, like. I'd have been fucked up for if I was the opponent. I'd have been fucked up for about maybe five minutes, 
Until I realized I just won a bag for nothing. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, like, man, this is the easiest payday I ever got in my man, life. <laughs> and probably will be the easiest he ever gets in his life. Yeah, man. Man, let me tell you. So, let me tell you. So, when I saw mm-hmm. this, mm-hmm. I immediately tweeted uh, Alex. Alex Burgos, RBR Boxing. Like, yes, what, sir. What, Shout what out to this? the homie. Like, what is this? Like, um, Right, right. So, I'm going to read you his direct tweet. <laughs> <laughs> and if I sorry man, if you hear this and this and this comes back to to haunt you in your in your career, sir, I apologize. Um, said he did it as a statement for not getting paid enough. He always saved. Uh, um, he saved himself from an ass whooping. Mm. <laughs> so apparently, uh, the cat he was about to fight mm-hmm. was about to bang this nigga out. Right. And mm-hmm. I wonder. I just wonder. If this was a convenience thing, I wonder. Like, like he, he ain't, like he ain't want like, smoke with the guy. I mean, because here's the thing. Because here's the thing, man. Um, when did you get this? When did you get this uh, epiphany that you wasn't making enough money? I mean, you signed the contract. The fight didn't happen. You didn't sign the contract the night before. Yeah, and, and I don't have, a, and I don't have a problem with that angle either. Because yeah, you did sign a contract. You knew exactly what was at stake. You knew what you was getting into. I'm not, and I'm not even mad at him. And let's be clear, I'm not mad at him for walking away. Right? I, not I'm, at I'm all. I'm not either. I'm, I don't. I, to be honest, I didn't pay for the fight. Mm-hmm. I didn't pay for, to be there. Right. Um, I didn't know who Curtis Harper was until it was trending on Twitter the next morning. Yeah. Yep. So I, my feelings ain't hurt. I, you know, whatever. That's what you feel like you need to do, bruh. Cool. And do what you got to do. But I wonder when did he think to himself. Man, I'm not getting paid enough. It's a very good question, man. And, and then I'm sitting here wondering, did he realize, man, I'm not going to win this fight and I'm not getting paid enough? Could have been used as a smoke screen. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. But I, 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 I want to know what people think, man, because that's crazy. Looking at them both, they look like they were in the same weight class. It didn't oh, yeah, look I'm like sure. yeah, one they, was had an advantage over the other. It didn't I, look I, that I'm way. only basing this on RBI boxing pedigree and, yep. and experience. Mm-hmm. Curtis Her Harper was going to get his ass whooped. Mm-hmm. Based I, I, on their predictions, based on based on what I what I told the Alex about, respect. so I, I I don't know I don't know that to be true. Mm-hmm. I know I trust his uh, you know I trust his uh, right. opinion, and and I want to see what that guy's record is. I mean, not that it makes much of a difference I mean, because I don't even know. Well, him. I know the cat. I know the guy. I know and, the cat that won is undefeated, right? And and knowing what I know now about Curtis Harper, his past. Opponents, I might not even know who they are. I'm sure you don't. I, 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 I ain't gonna say I'm sure, but I, 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 feel, I feel like you, you would know. know. This was, He's thirteen um, and six. Thirteen and six. He got he knocked um thirteen. Uh, nine of those thirteen wins mm-hmm. were knockouts, and three of those losses he got knocked out. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it does make you wonder if it's a smokescreen or not. But yeah, the I, the, 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 the the style of protest. I'm comfortable with it. Yeah, I'm cool. I'm, I'm cool with it. I just, I just, I might be, you know, I might just be drawn too much from the, from it. I know for boxing fans like RC, who's in the chat room here, and uh, appreciate you in the chat, bro. Um, to watch it on TV, and and look, this was on Fox, I think, and so it's not like you know people paid money TV wise to go watch it. 
Yeah. But if you're a true fan of boxing like RC is, then I'm sure there's a side of disappointment where it's like, really? Like, I had this full hour and a half to really, you know, (laughs) get into this thing. And now this is like a one-second fight. Amen. Went from six rounds to one second. Just like that. Hey, man, I tell you what. uh, I I, I want to see his next fight. I want to see his next fight. Well, here's the other thing. Mm -hmm. Do you think this protest is going to be efficient? I tell you what, I don't. And, and I'm not saying you don't have the right to protest. Sure. I, don't. I don't. I don't think so. Because it, it definitely is a black eye on the situation, no doubt. But, you know. I mean, it seems to me, seems to me mm-hmm. that um, you're, not dogging, you're not dogging nobody and nope. you walked out on a fight. That you were predicted to get your ass knocked out in. <laughs> I mean, bruh, I, 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 again... I, I'm not here to question your 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 uh, you know whether that was a good thing or not. Mm-hmm. What I am here to say is I don't know that that was the best move right now. I mean, could you have could you have? And I don't. I guess I should check, but I don't know that I don't know that he was on this hot ass streak of whipping ass and you know what I'm saying and mm-hmm. then decided he was getting paid too much. I I don't know. I feel like I feel like you should have a little more stock. Meaning a casual fan like myself who's not deep into the game right. of boxing should know who he is before he decides right. he wants to protest and it be efficient. So similar to the NFL, we talk about high profile guys wanting to protest to actually make it mean something and actually make it worth I don't want to say mean something because anybody who has the, the gall to protest for their mm-hmm. cause and go against the grain, yeah. that like... That means something. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking about the amount of effectiveness that he that I think he may be wanting to right. gain. And when I say that, I mean he wanted to get more money his right. next fights. Right. I don't know that you get more money your next fights by walking out on a fight. Yeah, no, that's. I, mean, I don't know that point. you're doing. I don't know that you're doing that. It's a good point. Yeah. I think the connection I was trying to make was Curtis Harper protesting something versus the offensive lineman for the Titans. Mm-hmm. We don't know the offensive lineman for the Titans. You mean Jarrell Casey, well. defensive. Jarrell Casey, the yeah. Defensive. We don't know him really that well to be a face of the NFL, but, similar to Curtis Harper. Well, Jarrell Casey is a bigger athlete in football than Curtis Harper is in boxing. That 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 is true. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. Like, Jarrell old, Casey is, a, if I'm not mistaken, a pro bowler. Is and, he? I'm not. If I'm not mistaken, he's okay. a pro bowler. Okay. But damn sure, a good defensive tackle sure. in the game. Like not not the not for play. Like but he's overall, good... I mean, would you put these guys in a top ten, no, twenty? Of course, of course not. So that that's kind of the correlation yeah. I was going for there. Uh, RC says I've seen the great Roberto Duran quit versus Leonard and Oliver McCall cry when he fought Lewis, but I've never seen anything like that. In forty plus years of watching boxing, so I gotta I gotta search that uh, Roberto Duran joint too. Yeah, he was getting his yeah um he was getting his ass waxed by Sugar Sugar Ray. Okay, well they actually fought. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was getting his ass waxed. Okay, okay. Uh, RC also says to me it looked like he had a breakdown. Not to be fair, fighters put their lives on the line every time they step into the ring. But the one thing you can't do in a boxing match is quit. I mean, but do we really? The way he, are we calling this quitting? Um, I'm not calling this quitting. I don't think he quit. 
a for well on the record it counts as a sure forfeit. sure but this was clearly but a from protest indi- but from our indi- from individually from us he this was protesting. clearly a protest yeah well he was at protesting. least at least that's what he's saying mm-hmm. uh, so I, I wouldn't necessarily call this a a uh, him quitting right um, quitting would suggest that. He walked in and seen what was going on. Mm-hmm. It was like, nah, I don't want this. I don't want I this. Don't want this. I, yeah. I mean, I don't. I think, <laughs> I think he wanted to. I think he wasn't worried about fighting. I think he was like, nah, I need to prove my point yeah. and didn't fight. As yeah. opposed to, um, you know, oh shit, I just realized this nigga gonna beat my ass. Mm-hmm. Let me get up out of here. And, and Cedric Galloway says, looked like he got in the ring, saw his opponent was in shape, and was like, nah, I don't want no parts <laughs> of this. Yeah, word, word <laughs> up. Uh, Robert Durant definitely quit, yes. W- want to say what's up to the end of the bench podcast. What up, uh, man? By, by the homie Brian Williams, man. Appreciate you, appreciate you. Uh, so, what we're, we're, we're next topic you want to get into? Hey, look. Um, well, let me do this, man. Let me Let me say... Um, condolences and rest in peace to all of those uh, to those four folks that uh, lost their lives yes, at a bad tournament. Yes, sir. In Jacksonville rest in and the ten that were injured. I um I don't know if you saw the uh, the IG clip of it was basically somebody playing um playing Madden. in the bottom right hand corner. Yeah, it and, was guys playing and, and they all you heard the game. all yep. you heard was shots and yep. Them niggas was shooting. Whoever them them niggas. Oh yeah, was. yeah. They and they also know. I believe they killed themselves too. He did. Yeah, the, the, the dude killed himself. Bruh. The dude, dude from uh, Federal Hill up in Baltimore, man. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. His pops live uh, right outside of downtown, man. I, look, man. Um, I would love to know what in the fuck was you so upset? Like, what happened that drove you to that point? All I know is I know, he lost the game. He lost the match against somebody. I believe that there was money on the line. You believe there's money on the line. I believe there was. I mean, mm-hmm. in fact, I mean, obviously they were at a Madden tournament, so there was some money for the grand prize. Sure, sure. Um, I'm, I'm guessing, and not necessarily he put up money. Yeah. To I mean, but maybe but because, again, cause maybe they traveled. did some sash. Yeah, I mean, right, I'm sure, right. and I'm sure he lost money traveling if he's from yep. Baltimore. Like, yeah, I'm sure he lost money traveling. But what drove you? I I would I reckon to believe that this is not the first game of Madden in a Madden tournament that you lost. I don't know that to be true, but I would have fa- I would imagine that that's not the first time he lost a game of Madden where he lost money behind it. Right. So what drove this dude to the point? Like nigga, why do you even? Well, I get why you would bring a gun out of out of out of town. I I one hundred percent understand that, but. What made you like? Was you drinking? Was you high? Like, what made you? What set you off? Well, I don't know, and I mean, because I don't know, I don't know what goes through a person's mind where they was like, "Yo, I got to shoot me people, right? That ain't disrespected me, mm-hmm. ain't put their hands on me, and nothing crazy like that. I got to shoot people. Well, like, what, what what goes to the mind of a nigga that was like, yo? I gotta shoot people that yeah. had nothing to do with nothing, and I and I and I know mental illness is a big topic in this country, but I don't I don't want to hear it right now because when it's a white person, it's mental illness. When it's a black person, it's always oh, a thug. He's you know doing this, doing that. But then again, we don't pull off. Was a nigga black? Stuffs like this. Was he black? Nah, he's white. Oh, okay, he's white. But 
we we don't do stuff like this. <laughs> I mean, not to to the extent of Look, this. <laughs> I told no. I, I totally believe. In fact, I feel like I've heard stories in the past of people who lost their life behind a Madden game. I've heard of people who lost their life behind a Spades game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've oh, heard yeah. of that. Games, period. But terrorists, like, and I see um, Brian talking about terrorists. Who who walks into an establishment and starts shooting people that had nothing to do with the fact that you just lost this tournament? Ah, uh, man. It's crazy. This man. nigga is out his motherfucking mind. It's crazy. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. A, it's gotta be another motive, man. Oh, this nigga crazy. Or, yeah. Oh, this nigga crazy. And, and it's not the first time he's played Madden. I'm sure. I, I I don't think that this is the first time he was a, he was in a Madden tournament right. and lost. He, I don't think he won every Madden fucking tournament he played. I I saw the picture of the guy. They they showed his face. He had a Buffalo Bills jersey on. Mm. Um and to me he looked like a guy that is a gamer. He 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 yeah. looks like one of those gamers. Play guys. video games a lot. Yeah, yeah. Man, do you know how many motherfuckers in my neighborhood alone that got chicks paying the rent? They ain't working jobs hmm. and they just walking. They just in that motherfucker chilling, playing mad and all goddamn that. See, I, I understand how easy it is to become. It's not hard to become a gamer per se. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it, like. I know niggas easy. that put their whole like I mean hours. Niggas be up two, three in the morning. Three in the morning, yeah. Playing fucking Madden or Call of Duty or whatever it is, and or like I know niggas. There hasn't been a GTA release for years. Mm-hmm. There are niggas still now playing Grand Theft Auto, right? Like like it's a new ass game. Like you know what I'm saying? So I like. I get it, I guess. I, I mean, I remember a time where I loved video games. I can't say that I, you know. Yeah. If you're a kid, and I'll I, I briefly nah, tell this. Nah, nah, nigga. Grown-ass men. But sure. But if, if you, especially if you're a kid, though, I'll tell a quick story here, and I don't want to, you know, Shit, nah, put, my, nah, nah. put my cousin's name out there about this, because I don't know if he wants this out there. But he put it on Facebook. Um, He asked his son, his son's 10 years old, he mm. asked his son, Hey, uh, you know what, what was the best part about you know your summer, and and actually this was like a homework assignment for him, mm-hmm. and so he went to the Bahamas, he went on a cruise, he went a couple other places, exotic or whatever, yeah. and he was playing video games and stuff. So of those things, his son was like the best part of my summer was playing that video game. You know, 24-7, 365. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, it gets real in yeah. the field yeah. when it comes to gaming. Yeah. It, it gets real. And like you said, grown men grown men probably tell you, yo, like, this game right here yeah. is going to have you up from midnight to 5 a.m. Yeah, and like niggas be <laughs> late for work. <laughs> yeah. Because they tired from playing the motherfucking video game, Slim. Like, that shit gets real, Slim. Yeah. Like it's almost like I don't want to buy a game because mm-hmm. I don't want that addiction in my life. Right. So getting to that, and you mentioned the word addiction, and all types of games are out there. Grand Theft Auto, um, just to, just to name one. Like I guess for Fortnite, I don't. I'm not super hip with Fortnite, but mm-hmm. Fortnite, Fortnite like the and new. Fortnite was the one that he was saying that was the game he was playing. Okay. Like the little, yeah, uh, my yeah, cousin. So. Yeah. Um, but with these games, though. Is it, is it possible that one could be like, yo, like this is cool, you know, jumping out of car, shooting people, da da da, da and it's a game. Yeah, it's a game. But folks 
in the head, people think that shit real. They man. they think they could take translate that to the streets. <laughs> oh, you know I'm, I'm saying one hundred thousand fucking percent that uh, a lot of these. I ain't gonna say all these kids. A lot of these kids, twenty five and under, mm-hmm. that have been. And let's be clear, ten years ago. Ten years ago, the video gaming experience was so fucking crazy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like it's a real fucking life. Like, it's a culture. Yeah, now. like, yeah. yeah, like, like um, they have trucks on the street with video games yeah, inside the yeah, truck, yeah. and you could go inside but I, and but game. I'm gonna tell you, but that's the, I'm gonna tell you. So, like, like I'll tell you this story. Um, well, I don't know if it's a story. So, in like. You know, when you play, like, NBA 2K or Madden or whatever, yeah. um, they have this thing like story mode. So, mm-hmm. basically, you can, um, you know, you create your player, yeah. and then they go through a whole, like, RPG-style video game thing where they, they go high school play, and they get to make decisions, and decisions you make, uh, certain consequences happen based on your decisions right. you make, and whatever, whatever. And then to go, fur- to go further into, the, into it, um, like you can go to the store and buy clothes. And I'm gonna tell you this, and this shit was was fly as shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Sabiato. Sabiato was a, a long known DC fashion, mm. and it got to the point. It's to the point now in these video games yep. where you create your player. I'm from DC. Uh-huh. I look. I, I know what Sabiato is. I can now. In these video games, get my creative player yep. and buy a whole Sabiato jumpsuit. Mm. Niggas in DC going crazy. Shout out to um, shout out to uh, Malik Jarrett who do eat the eat um clover line. Uh-huh. It was it's now it's niggas. You can go into your video game and buy the latest shit. You know, like local, like right. If you anywhere in DC, you see a nigga with the eat shirt on, like yep. or with that fashion on, like right, the nigga right. getting getting his own get about just drop his own pair of New Balance, like that's word, how big word. the nigga is, you know, with his with his clothing brand, and you can go on a video game and dress how you would dress in real life. Yeah, niggas, that's it's a, a game changer. Like even if you can't afford, you can't afford it in real life, but on your game, right. You can afford that shit. That's a niggas game changer, is man. hooked. Niggas is hooks, them, yeah. and, and and that's what's and and that's what's going on. But th- all that to say, these niggas live live the life they want to live through like ten years, like fifteen to twenty five, mm-hmm. live their life uh, vicariously through this video game. Go outside and forget that hey, <laughs> this ain't real life. This ain't real this, life. Like, oh, that ain't real life. Yeah. When you when you cut the game off and go outside. Right. That's real fucking life. Like out here, this is reality. Yeah, like, yeah. I could like, you know, these guys in the video they getting shot, but that's fiction. They getting up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they getting they shot. Get, they giving us lives. Up. Like yeah, nigga on GTA, nigga, you can uh, you get shot mm-hmm. and you you can fucking come back. Yeah. You get shot in the head and come back and, and don't be paralyzed you, or nothing. You can press the reset button. Yeah, like ain't no reset button on them streets. Yeah. <laughs> Get yeah, touched man. up real quick. Yeah, man. So these niggas got issues, man, and they, and they really and, and for real, they really do need to start addressing. Um, well, video game, the consumer. I mean, the niggas that's making it don't because they getting bread. But somebody need to start addressing. Like, yo, take your ass outside sometimes, bro. Mm-hmm. Take like, bro. No question. Like. You know how they used to try to make us not watch TV all all day yep. back when we was younger. Mm-hmm. Now it's fucking video games. I'll tell you a quick story. We'll go to the next topic. So right before we went to Costa Rica, I bought the Amazon 
uh, tablets yeah. for Nate and Natalie. Ever since that day, man, Nate come home, he go right to that tablet, man. Mm-hmm. Just last week, I told Debbie, I said, we, we have to hide these tablets. Yeah. And especially from him because he keeps going to mm-hmm. it every day. Mm-hmm. So the first day I did it, took it upstairs, plugged it up, came back downstairs. The kids came home, whatever. He's going to the back. He's looking for it. He's going to his room. He's looking for mm-hmm. it. Next thing you know, he starts crying. He's crying for like 10, 15 minutes. And, you know, Debbie's like, oh, can you get him to stop? Da, da, da. It's like, no, it's, it's cool. Yeah, let it's him cool. cry it out. Yeah. Let, him, let him cry it out because mm-hmm. eventually he gonna, he's going to find something mm-hmm. else to do. Right. And, and that's what he did. Right. He right. played with his toys. We we drew. We I had him write his name. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to get him to do some different something. things yeah. other than the yeah. tablet. Yeah. And, and I get that the tablet has a lot of educational things. Tablets are great. But, but, and, but like in most things in life, in moderation. You can't. Go to it every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like you just can't go sit and write every day. Yeah. You, you got to mix it up yeah. a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. You, you really do. 100%. So, uh, let's shift. Let's shift gears. Skylar Diggins. Skylar Diggins. Shout out to Skylar Diggins. Shout out to Skylar Diggins. But, you ain't, but, you, but you're not going to like my... Um, <laughs> My 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 take on your this. view on this. My take on this. Well, we'll let the people know what. Um, uh, what well, Skylar Diggins basically in a, in an article somewhere was uh, has uh, came out basically saying that um, basically NBA players percentage wise are getting more money than uh, women basketball players percentage wise. Mm-hmm. I think that I think don't quote me, but I think the numbers are something like. NBA players getting like fifty percent of it, and then NBA right. women NBA players getting like thirty, you know, thirty or yeah. less percent. Here's a of quote the money right made. here. I got the quote from sure. her. She says, "I'm the highest paid player on the Dallas Wings, and my salary is in the low six figures." Harrison Barnes, the highest paid player on the Dallas Mavericks, made twenty four million dollars last season. He's definitely younger than me. Do you know his stats? Was he an All Star? I mean, it doesn't matter. But last year, I was first team All WNBA, which only goes to five players. I was also a WNBA All Star for the third time. So, in her diatribe, she basically took a shot at Harrison Barnes. Well, I don't know that she took a shot. Well, let me say, let me, let me. Or, or she was using him as an example. I don't think she meant to. I, and again, I don't think she meant it malicious. So, the first thing I did mm-hmm. was I looked it up. So, in 2017, because mm-hmm. obviously the, um, the NBA season hasn't started yet. Right. 2017, Skylar Diggers, 18 and a half points, mm-hmm. uh, three rebounds, five assists. So, let's say let's round it up. So, let's say 19 points, mm-hmm. six assists, four rebounds. Mm-hmm. That is in 2017. Harrison Barnes in 2017, 19 points, six rebounds. Mm-hmm. And two assists. Hmm. Stats are uh, comparable in in a way. And um, let me let me say this before I um before I have the unfavorable take. One, Scotty Diggers has every right to feel the way she feels. Yep. Uh, two, she is one of the better players in the WNBA. Mm-hmm. And three, if those percentages are correct, um. I don't know if there's a shift that can be ha- that can happen, right? But she certainly has the right to say, "Hey, if they get in fifty percent of the money made, right? Why are we only getting thirty? If you know, if those are the numbers, yeah." With that being said, 
Um, you are for certainly a top five player in this game, and you are your points are comparable to um a. I mean, Harrison Barnes has never made an All NBA team. No, or uh, All Star game. Maybe I don't. I don't think he's Not made an All Star. The game. year they won a title, the first title. No. I don't think he's made an all-star game. No. Um, no. Harrison Barnes is a good NBA player. But at the end of the day, he's a role player. But he's, a, but he's in a situation in Dallas where he has to put up the stats he's putting up. Well, let's look at his Golden State numbers. I mean, I, I think I, I definitely think that she would have better numbers than him playing in Golden State. But... Um, oh, I bet the house on that. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Uh, um, 11-10... 10 and 9 mm-hmm. was his numbers in Golden State from 2012 to 2015. Now, say that one more time. 11. Uh, uh, in 2012, uh-huh. 9.2. Uh-huh. 2013, 9.5. Right. 14, 10. And 15, 11, 7. That was the the okay. Who who is the top scorer in the WNBA and what are, and what is their what is their salary? No, what is what like how many points are they scoring a game in the WNBA? Yeah, like how, no, like an individual player. Uh-huh. How many points are they scoring in a game? Like a top score. Like a if, top score? if the chick from I'd say roughly like twenty four points a game. Um, I mean when when you think about the scores, I mean obviously the Tarasi comes to mind. Maya Moore comes to mind. The chick from the Mystics um, is Della Don. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Her He's too. coming up in in in. Uh, but M- she was good before she got to the Mystics. Sure, sure, you know, sure. So, so yeah. I mean, when you think of high scorers, you think of those three, and those are in like the mid twenties, twenty five, twenty six points a game. So, comparably, she's the best in her sport, mm-hmm. and Harrison Barnes isn't. That's a fact, but. The oh man, it's well, here's the here's the problem. Let me let me let me you know cut in here for a minute sure. here. The the WNBA's revenue is light years right. down exactly. from exactly. NBA revenue, and and nobody and, and respectfully, mm-hmm. not people. WNBA games are boring. You're gonna get you're gonna get way more boring games in the WNBA. They, they are more boring than, than exciting NBA. However, I, I mean, as a fan, because when the, when the league first started and the Liberty came about years ago, we used to go to Liberty games. So I'm not, you know, I'm not going to sit here in front like, you know, every now and then I don't watch or sure. check out a WNBA sure. game. Sure, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? But the reality is, is that they they get paid less because the league's revenue was so and much lower than the yeah, NBA. Yeah. When you watch these games on TV and they're playing in these big arenas... They have to block out the entire upper bowl of the arenas because they don't want to make it look like people ain't ain't showing up. And that's why the Mystics don't play at the Verizon Center no more. They play at the new joint on Mm -hmm. Southeast right there. They play at the new joint. And and some of the other teams, they're doing the same thing. They're moving into these 10,000-seat 15,000 yeah. seat arenas yeah. because they know they can't fill up no they can't fill up 20,000 22,000 yeah. seat arenas. You know, here's the one thing that the WNBA 
does have going for itself, and and it's it's particularly more so to the player than it is the league itself. The shelf life for a WNBA player is so much higher than the NBA player. They don't play as many games, though. They don't play as many games, but that's the reason why. Yeah. They don't play as many games, number one. I mean, Diana Tarazi is 36 years old, yeah. and she's yeah, averaging one 25 better, points yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, she could play until she's like 43, 44 years old. <laughs> and still be one of the and better, still be players, one of the in better the players in the league. Yeah. So, that that's the one thing that the league's got going for them, but when you're comparing it to the NBA and what they make, I mean, as far as marketing goes, this the NBA is so out there with it yeah. <laughs> that it's, it's it's not even close, Bruh, I remember this time last year, mm-hmm. and by the way, uh, shameless plug: the Mystics might be going to the finals this year, and um, that's a good look, man. Yeah, and, and that's a really good look. But I'm sitting here thinking to myself, I, I'm going to watch because I'm from D.C. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to watch because I'm from D.C. And there's a buzz, man. I, I'm not going to. I don't know that I'm going to like it. I, I mean, I think this will be the first time I actually watched uh, the Della, Ella, Della. Elena Della Don. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be my first time watching her. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen the highlights. I've watched highlights, you know, right. ESPN she, She's damn good, man. Yeah. She really is. No doubt. I, I saw the stat line. No mm-hmm. doubt. <laughs> I don't want to... I, I don't think I'm going to be entertained, man. Because I remember... Let's be clear. When the NBA... WNBA first started, mm-hmm. they had... 1997. Don Staley. Cheryl Swoops. Cynthia uh, Cooper. Thompson. Cooper. Witherspoon. Lobo. Witherspoon. Like, yep. you know what I'm saying? Like... You know, and they was fresh off the Olympic win. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And mind you, these players were a little bit older. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when it started, too. Yeah, they was fresh off the Olympic win, mm-hmm. and I, you know, there was there has never been a more exciting time to watch the women's mm-hmm. basketball than that time. Tina Thompson. Tina, um, there's never been a more exciting time. Like they got an episode of Martin. I'll never forget the episode because yes. I watched a lot of Martin. But, yes. yes. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> Come on, man! Like that. Where are we going from that? So you're saying that the WNBA at its peak was when, it first, when it first started, and I'm gonna tell you who I blame, man. I'm, a, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, women. Go ahead, man. I blame Lisa Leslie. Shot, man. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I blame Brittany Griner. Uh huh. I blame. Uh, What's the first name you said? Lisa Leslie. Uh huh. I blame Griner. Uh huh. I blame Holdsclaw. Uh-huh. And I love Hose Claw. Right. Um, I blame them. Brittany Griner, you needed to be dunking on these women. Mm. Sorry. You needed to be, I mean, Shaq style. Dunking on, like. That's dog. what the game's been missing. We can count. Uh, we can count on our finger how many times a woman's dunked the NBA, bruh. Candace Parker and was the first one. <laughs> I thought Lisa Leslie did it first. Um, you could be right about that. Yeah, I thought Lisa Leslie did it first. You could be right about but that. But she damn sure ain't do it enough. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let me add Candace Parker to the blame too. Then mm-hmm. y'all need to be yamming. Yeah. Damn it. Uh, the you girl- bigger than most of them chicks in the in the league. I, I hear you. I hear you. Um, the girl that plays with Skylar Diggins, um, the Australian girl, Liz Cambiage, mm-hmm. she dunked. Um, in an All Star game, I think that was the first time she's did an All Star game. Come on, but yo. 
But you want to see yeah. you. I get it. You want to see him do it a we lot got, more in a regular season. You, we need highlights. I don't look with respect to fundamentals. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see that shit all goddamn game. And the women, they, and the, I mean the women that are at the top of their game in the league, they're all great athletes. But well, it's just, but it's just not. Ball. But it's just not. It don't highlight worthy enough to make the top ten on ESPN. I don't want to see it. I can't. Have you ever seen a WNBA meet, make, make the top 10 on ESPN? Um, I can't say that I have. Rarely. I mean, you might get one highlight per, I don't know, and let's two be weeks. clear. And let's be clear. It, it's happening. It, they're not getting top 10 highlights mm-hmm. when ain't shit going on but tennis, golf, and fucking baseball. baseball. Mm-hmm. And the big three. <laughs> I mean, the big three Come on, seems man. like it's more exciting than Come on, man. the WNBA. But respectfully, respectfully, mm-hmm. respectfully. So we need highlights, ladies. So this is this is a case of the WNBA is not doing enough, enough kind of comparable to baseball, not doing enough to make the game exciting. I guess, but I guess I see but, the I see the correlation. I know that's yeah. probably what you weren't. Yeah, going yeah, yeah. for, but I could see the correlation. Like, look, this game, this league could be more exciting if more women who were six, five, six, six, yeah, don't, yeah. And I know they get. And let me let me just say, I think I know because I don't watch enough WNBA to make these 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 make these right. uh, inferences. I feel like they get a lot of fast breaks. These these six five ladies that can dunk. Yep. I feel like they get a lot of freaking fast breaks where they lay the ball up when they should be dunking. Yeah, I, I hear you, man. I, <laughs> I hear you. Let me get some uh, comments out the way in the chat here uh, from Jungle Brother. What's up, man? What up, man? Uh, Skylar Diggins is the best fry cook at McDonald's. Uh-huh. Harrison Barnes at a castle in Abu Dhabi. No comparison. I wouldn't say that. I mean, that's a, <laughs> that's a little harsh, man. Like, Skylar Diggins, let's be clear. Skylar Diggins is the, and I'm not saying, I don't think Skylar Diggins could be Harrison Barnes in a basketball game. No, I don't. But she could ball. But she's clearly the best player or one of the best players in the game, mm-hmm. um, can we get her a million dollars? Can we get her seven figures? You know what I'm saying? Can yeah. we? Can we get? Can we get them seven figures? Yeah, maybe they, not. But I, they got to. They got to step the market enough. Again, I understand what her gripe is. Mm-hmm. I just don't know that they're doing enough on the. You know, on the court, they don't and, play enough games, and they don't. Yeah, for one, they don't play enough games, which is why the shelf life of the how player many games, is longer. How many games is it in? Thirty one. Yeah, come on, bro. Yeah. Come I mean, you're, you're talking from Memorial Day all the way through Labor Day. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's you know, that's yeah. not enough. Yeah. It's, it's not enough games. I don't even know. I think it's, at, I thought it was like after Memorial Day, for real, for real. After, well, unless you maybe a little, maybe little yeah, bit. Yeah. Maybe a little bit after Come Memorial on, Day. Yeah, sorry. I'm, look, I, if I'm saying, if I'm saying something wrong, sorry. <laughs> not sorry. But... <laughs> Come on, man. Like, Jelani, what's up, man? Uh, he says, I think the ladies should just say they should get paid more. Don't do a comparison because folks will get defensive. Challenges for the ladies is a shorter season. They play during the summer also when folks are more likely to be on vacation. That That's a good point right there, Jelani. Um, that's, a, that's a good I point. I guess. Yeah, I guess you're on vacation. That's a good point. See, I, I'm just different. I, 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 I'm... 
I have no problem, and I, I know it's probably, it sounds stupid in logic. Mm-hmm. I have no problem going to a hotel room <laughs> in Paris <laughs> and watching TV. <laughs> I have no problem with that. Oh man, hours of it. <laughs> uh, what's up, three three four? What's up, man? And uh, that dude Shaka. What's what going up, on, man? man? Uh, one more comment here. He says, "Pay ladies, increase the pay. They have highlights." Okay, uh, I, I'll look for him. I, I, he says they got highlights. I, I'll definitely look for him. Yeah, but they they definitely the I marketing game got to step up. I, I'm sorry, bro. If the if the highlight ends in a layup, <laughs> it's not good enough. I'm, it's it's only so many reverse layups you can show me. Mm-hmm. It's only so many you can show me, bro. Right, right, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. Hey, let's uh, let's get into a break here. Um, because of my, uh, we, we got a guest coming on uh, right after we get on the break here, and he, he says he's ready. He just texts me. So, uh, if you want to call the show after we do this interview, uh, the number is two four zero five three two two seven one eight. You're listening to Maestro Styles and Trey Frazier here on the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast, live on the website barbershopsportstalkpodcast.com. We'll be right back, folks. This is Girly Girl. Join me every Sunday at 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Girly Girls World for intriguing conversation and relevant topics. Girly Girls World World. for the women on the go and the men who want to know. Girly Girls Girls World, World. Sundays at 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. What's up, everybody? This is Ben from the BS3 Sports Show. And if you're looking for a different type of show, something different that you haven't heard before, check out the BS3 Sports Show every Saturday at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time on 2LiveStewsRadio.com. Great guests, great music. You never know who will be on the show. So check it out, 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, on 2LiveStewsRadio.com. Hey, what's up, everybody? Vince Wright. You know me as the sports governor. The ladies call me the big smooth one. But I'm coming to you live from Minneapolis, St. Paul, and we're bringing you sports done right every Tuesday night. Make sure you keep it tuned to Spreaker.com, XSquadAffiliates.com, and now proud to be associated with 2 Live Stews Radio. I'm Vince Wright, the sports governor, and I approve this message. What up, y'all? This is Bob Shot Sports Talk Podcast. Maestro Styles, Trey Frazier on www.bobshotsportstalkpodcast.com. And uh, we got a special guest, and I'm just going to be up front with y'all. Uh, he is a Ravens insider, and um, I... I on face value, I don't like him. I'm just going to be honest with you. Um, uh, I, you know, I'm going to try to be, uh, I'm going to try to let let them get their little Ravens love fest out and all that. But um, I, I, I feel like I don't like him already, man. I hope he got some good in, insight. Uh, let's welcome Michael Telford of the Neutral Zone Infraction Podcast. Mike, what's up, man? What's going on, gentlemen? How you doing? Cooling, cooling, man. How you doing, man? Look, um, I, I, well, first, bef- first, before we get into the uh, the you know the the nonsense, uh, first, let me give you an opportunity to plug your plug your podcast, what you get into on the podcast, and uh, when you going when you on. 
appreciate that, man. So uh, our first episode is going to be uh, this Friday, so it'll probably be up Saturday. Uh, it's myself and a, a buddy that I write with over at Russell Street Report. Uh, it's called Neutral Zone Infraction. It's obviously going to cover the Ravens uh, pretty heavily, but it'll also touch on other things in the NFL. And then because we're both, you know, kind of partial to our alcohol, we'll have some, like, bourbon testing and what the new kind of alcohol that you should be drinking is and stuff like that just so we can hit, like, a wider a wider band of audience. Now, that, sir, is a good way to gain my friendship talking about alcohol, sir. <laughs> Yeah, well, I partake in alcohol uh, more often than I probably should, honestly. Amen. Uh, Me and you both, brother. <laughs> All right. Well, now that y'all got that out the way, uh, Mike, this is the real Raven fan over here, Trey Frazier right here. So let, let's get right into it. Um, let, let's talk about the training camp. And I want to get your opinions on whether you feel like this is the best camp that the Ravens have had since winning the title in 2012. I mean, it's probably been the best camp that they've had since before that. Um, you know, injuries have been kind of minimal, which, you know, the Ravens have averaged 19 players on IR every year since 2014. Um, they've kept that down. I mean, yeah, we got the injury to Hurst. We got the injury to um, Deshaun Elliott. He's got his broken forearm, things like that. But, I mean, you're not you're not having starter quality players like Terrell Suggs go down with an Achilles or Joe Flacco go right. out with his back or anything like that so in that aspect I think it's been really good um, Joe hasn't had a, a good off season in a while he's looked really fresh and kind of rejuvenated be that that he has a quarterback coach or because of Lamar Jackson whatever it is he looks like he's ready to to toss the rock around which is good so I would say that they've had a very good off season if they can translate that to the regular season that's what I'm worried about. Right, right. And and to add to all the injuries and stuff, nobody's broken their hip. Nobody's punched their wife in the elevator. So, you know, there's right. no there's no distractions. You know, nobody's getting popped for PEDs well, now. Nah, nah. What? Somebody got popped for PEDs now. What? This this training camp? Didn't Jimmy Smith get popped for PEDs? No, no Jimmy, Jimmy Smith. Smith got popped for a personal conduct thing. All right, well, he's sorry anyway. <laughs> Well, here's here's the thing, though, and I and, and Maestro, I, I want to get your take on this too. Sure. Um, the way they described what he's getting suspended for, they're saying for threatening his girlfriend, his ex, or whoever. <laughs> I've never heard of somebody being suspended for threatening somebody verbally. That that's something new to me. Uh, it's it's the league trying to exert their will, man. Honestly, you know, you it started with the Ray Rice thing. And the league kind of, you know, for lack of a better term, they showed their ass on that. Mm -hmm. And then they've had, you know, Zeke with the the lady at the nightclub and then the, the kicker from the Giants. And they've been so inconsistent, six games here, three games here, one game here. They're just – they're still trying to figure out what they should do. And for something like this, honestly, this happened – it was like a year, year and a half ago. The actual incident happened. Mm -hmm. So this is the NFL just trying to show equity because they could have swept this under the rug and just been like, hey, you're getting docked pay. Right. Nobody would have found out anything about it, and it would have been a better look for the league. But for whatever reason, the league thought they had to bring it to light. Yeah, mm -hmm. kind of similar to the Jameis Winston stuff. Like, this happened 2016, and now they're bringing this up two years later. Right. Right, they're just bringing all kinds of bad attention on themselves. I don't think they should have done it, but then I'm a Ravens fan, so that might be a little bit biased. You know what I mean? Nah, I hear you, man. All right, no so question. now that we broke the ice, <laughs> uh, 
I'm just gonna go out and say it, man. Y'all think y'all got a chance to mess with us this year? Cause, uh, yeah. cause we the bullies, man. I, you know, I, I know, I know y'all. You know, Trey's the first thing he's gonna say. Well, in the past, such and such years. No, I'm not gonna say anything like that. All I'm gonna say is that even without Jimmy Smith, our secondary is head and shoulders above yours. I, I ain't now, gonna. I, I'm not gonna argue with you there because we got young man. boys. Yeah, you, well, I mean, you got boys without talent too. You reached for a, a safety I mean, in the first round. I mean, Mike Mitchell's gone, so that you got you, that's that's the past, my brother. Mike Mitchell is gone. <laughs> no, you still got Artie Burns. Artie Burns is solid. He Artie Burns burned uh, as in he gets burned. <laughs> I mean, all right, y'all got that one Mike Wallace when he when he died, then he shouldn't have died, then he ran ninety yards. I mean, I, I yeah, are y'all gonna beat us this year? Are y'all gonna beat us yes. this year? It's Absolutely, it's gonna be a one-one split. It's gonna be a one-one split. Absolutely. And the the wrench that I think I think we take one in your house and you take the other one in our house. I don't know why. I just have a feeling. Nah, that I, it's gonna go down this year. I mean, I, I want to be objective with you, man, because you you sound like you you really do this raving stuff. I want to be objective with you, man, but I'm I'm just gonna say it, man. Y'all not y'all not messing with us this year, man. I, I think it's gonna be a two zero sweep, and we're gonna win a division um, solely because there's nothing that y'all could do with AB, Le'Veon, and your bet and your bet. Whoa, 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 whoa. If you don't want me to talk about the past, then don't bring up AB and Le'Veon because AB has had less success against the Baltimore defense than he has had against every other team in the league. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna bring up things. All right, well, I'm gonna bring up the past because it fits my argument. I'm gonna bring up things oh, like you the, immaculate, bring up the immaculate the immaculate extension. Is that what you're gonna bring up? Steelers fan. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what we do, man. We 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 do it when it's convenient for us, man. So I'm, I'm gonna bring up things like that. I'm gonna bring up how Le'Veon then then chewed through y'all, and you know what I'm saying. And Le'Veon did his thing with y'all a few times, a few times, if I do say so myself. And, and, yeah, and literally a few. And, and, and here's and here's the thing, man. And here's the thing. I oh, and me and me and uh, me and Trey argue about this often. There always seems, and even when you're, and even in the, in the, I'd say that 2012 to say 2016 stint when y'all was like, it was like, y'all, y'all had won the past like eight out of 11 games. Something, yeah. Something of that, like that. Something, yep. something of that. Yep. Um, even then when y'all was beating us more than we were beating y'all, there was always this, this thing in the air that there was just this, this regalness of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Over the Baltimore Ravens, and, and and my question to you is: Is do you a do you feel that regalness, and b do you just feel like the Ravens when they came in when they were in uh, when they came upon us in two thousand ninety ninety six? I'm sorry, ninety six ninety six mm-hmm. that they was just trying to create many Pittsburgh Steelers. No, it didn't start out like that. Um, honestly, they came into the league and didn't really know what they were doing. They just knew that they had to get rid of all the Cleveland Browns on the team which, you know, the first time they had a good season, there was only eight Cleveland Browns left on the roster. So that was the right idea. Now, when DaCosta said they were trying to mimic Pittsburgh, he didn't mean that they were trying to create the same kind of team as Pittsburgh, obviously, because you guys focus on offense, we focus on defense. Y'all don't have a defense, we barely have an offense. I mean, but so, that just, that's, that's, I mean... He's just trying to create a, he's trying to mimic a winning culture. Like, as a Ravens fan, as a Ravens player, they expect and we expect to win. That's why Ravens fans get so mad when we don't, because it's expected at this point. Mm. I mean, we ha- we were up and down. We were down the first four seasons, but it's been trending up ever since then. 
until 2013 when it just kind of flatlined a little. I mean, I mean, I don't know the Cowboy years though. It was up and down. <laughs> I mean, from I, like from like <laughs> old from like oh one to oh seven, that was kind of a basically down when you year, drafted Flacco. Despite the basically despite, when you drafted Flacco. What do you mean when we drafted Flacco? When y'all from when from the time y'all won the Super Bowl to the time y'all drafted Flacco, y'all was meh. Oh, right, right, yeah, yeah, from yeah. 01 to 07, yeah, right, right. Yeah. Like, they yeah. had some playoff appearances. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they never won playoff games. I don't think... I, I think that Baltimore has always been the... Uh, we, they're going to be good, but never got there type of team. Like, it's, historically. It's always, yeah, historically, when the expectations was on the team... They would fail to meet the expectations, but when you go into the off season and nobody's talking about them, and they're just quietly moving along in the regular season, they win eleven games, twelve games. That's when the Ravens are really at their best when nobody's really giving them the media attention that you know what us as Raven fans feel like they deserve. Anyway, how you feel about Joe Flacco, man? That, like career wise, how you feel about Joe Flacco? Joe Flacco has always been exactly what I thought he would be. He's a, a slightly above average starting level quarterback that when surrounded with the right tools and the right supporting cast can appear to be good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, and I appreciate this objectivity, man. I, I'm nothing if not objective about my team. Mm-hmm. I've always been one of the, the realer type of individuals. Do I think Joe Flacco is a top 10 QB? No, he yeah. never has been. Thank Do I think he's a bottom 10 QB? No, he's not that either. There's a, a bunch of aspects from the past few years when he's had his really down years. There's been a bunch of um, bunch of aspects that go into him having those down years. Mm-hmm. He hasn't had a QB coach. He's had a rotating carousel at offensive coordinator. The weapons have been an absolute joke yeah. up to and including drafting Brashad Perriman, Absolutely. Oh most, as I call him, Absolutely. in the first round. You know, he, the defense and the rest of the team and Joe Flacco through the injuries have done what they could to keep the team competitive. Mm -hmm. But there's only so much that you can ask this team to do when nothing is staying the same. If you look at the quote unquote great teams in the league, the Patriots, the Seahawks, when they were, had their run of greatness, Mm -hmm. the Broncos, the Steelers, things stay the same, Mm. not stagnant. But they stay the same. There's yeah. that, that continuity that the Ravens haven't been able to enjoy for the past five, six, seven years. And Mike, let's and let's be honest about this also. Not only the things that you said, but ever since Dean Pease took over the defense in 2012, the Super Bowl year, they've been subpar. Can they, we not? Yeah. Not what? Yeah, no, let no. Can we not? Yeah, let's do let's let's talk about Dan. <laughs> let's talk about Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but but for real though, they they they've changed the defensive scheme. You know, the year we you know the year we won the Super Bowl, and even during that run, there were moments where that defense got tired in in you know late situations of these games, and you've seen it throughout beyond that season. All the way up until this point, I mean, I, I can I can't count how many fourth quarter leads that this defense has blown. Yeah, and a lot goes into that too. I mean, the heart, uh, a big part of it was Dean Pease. Um, you hear the players say it. You've heard you know people that are in the know say it. He didn't allow players to react based on what they saw on the field. Mm. They had an assignment and they had to stick to it. 
he would go to this soft prevent defense with a mm-hmm. three point league or three point lead and you know four minutes left in the quarter or in the game and he would think that that would be enough so I think having Wink in there calling a more aggressive defense I think that'll help um, you know we've added well not added a couple of pieces but we got a couple of pieces back that we were missing it looks like an improved pass rush so hopefully we won't see the same old thing this year um, but I mean we lead the league since was it like 2015 in games decided by single digits mm-hmm. we yes. need to win more of those games Yeah, if yeah. we win one or two of those games every year we're in the playoffs every year that we've missed mm. So talk to me about Ozzy, man. What about him? Hey, man, I, he. I, I think this is this last year, right? Yeah, this is, this is yeah, last yeah, year. Yeah. 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 Yep. So necessary, right? Necessary. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm with you 100. Um, percent well, you know, it's probably for different reasons than you think, though. Well, here's again. I'm 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 able to. I think I'm able to be objective in a, in a, in times where I'm not totally ridiculing my co-host here. Um, so my issue with Ozzy is draft picks is I mean and you've alluded to it draft picks have been garbage. I mean hey. sh- straight I'm CJ Mosley. I C- want to say garbage. All right. So obviously you know that that the Ravens traded Camelay Correa today for a 6 Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's focus on that draft specifically, right? Mm-hmm. So the second round and third round pick was Camelay Correa and Bronson Confusey. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Both of them are non-entities on this team. Camelay literally is a non-entity. He's a tight end. Yeah, 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 yeah. However, in that same draft, you have Ronnie Stanley. Okay. You have um, Willie Henry, who's starter quality DL. You have Tavon Young, who's one of the better slot corners in yes. the league. You have Chris Moore, who's up and coming as a wide receiver. I you don't believe in Chris first. Moore yet. Well, I mean... I'd sure, Chris Moore on special teams, yes. Yeah, sure, sure. But sure, I give him my receiver. Give have yet to see, have yet to see I, with the wide receiver. I'd agree with you, but then we both be wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, his day three picks have been better than his day two picks. And if Say that. that came to light today, no second round pick for the Baltimore Ravens has played more than five years for the Baltimore Ravens. Mm. That mm. is a problem. I agree, but let's not act like all of his drafts have been garbage. Because I mean, two Hall of Famers, two more in the pipeline, probably a third in the pipeline mm-hmm. next year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got Ed Reed. Um, you're probably going to get uh, Marshall Yonda in there. Okay, so let me so let me say this. Let me say draft things every. Let me say drafts after Joe Flacco, the year Joe Flacco and Ray Rice came in. Would that be a Would that be a more uh, efficient statement? Again, it's a yes and no. Because okay. there have been some really bad drafts. Yeah. And there have been a lot of times where, like an O-lineman, we, we've had this habit of drafting O-lineman and then making them great, and then they go and become the highest paid player at their position right. You know, four years down the road. Mm-hmm. So it's a mixed bag because you have those players that are bad, like Ghost, yeah. uh, like Matt Elon. Matt Elon. Um, that was the worst. Like yeah. Yeah. But you also have these guys that Ozzy has drafted. They're just not on the team anymore. So I don't know if that's a knock against his drafting because they're getting paid elsewhere. Yeah. I mean, okay. even our fullbacks are getting paid elsewhere. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, is it bad management because we can't pay him because we paid Joe Flacco all that money? Maybe that's more accurate. Okay. I don't think 
his drafting as a whole should be taking taken and being held accountable. Okay. So my last question is uh Lamar Jackson. Now uh oh yeah, that thank you, man. Tell me about how you feel about Lamar Jackson, man. And and, and it's early. I know it's early and I'm gonna warn you, I'm just gonna warn you that if this is not a satisfactory answer, that my chat room is, go- is going to respond negatively. Good. I hope so. So what a lot of people probably don't know about me is that I live in Louisville. Okay. I work five minutes from Cardinal Stadium. For the past couple of years, I've seen Jackson play. I have seen him grow. I have seen what he can do, what he cannot do. Lamar Jackson, and I wrote an article about this, and it got negative reviews, which I loved. Lamar Jackson is going to be a bust. Woo! Whoa! Not, uh, hold Whoa! On. What? Not hold on, hold on, man. I gotta give you a what? bomb, man. Hold on, bro. I gotta give what? you a flex bomb, right? Hey, don't give him no bomb. What? Just hold on. What? So, not a bust like, uh, oh, he's gonna be out of the league in five years. I mean a bust like he's been hyped up so much by the national media and mm-hmm. by everybody else. But, but Mike, hey Mike. He can never live up to those expectations. But Mike, you he's know what that's about. Who it is. I think, Mike, I, I, I got a theory about that because I, I see a lot of ESPN, I see a lot of CBS Sports, and I see a lot of people, and including Skip Bayless, mind you, are pushing, are pushing... Lamar Jackson to be the starter just so they could get Joe Flacco up out of there. I think that's more about I think that's more about getting Joe Flacco up out of there than it is actually wanting to see Lamar Jackson start right away. Yeah, people, the Ravens fans and the national media. So this is the first time that the national media has really talked about the Ravens in the offseason mm-hmm. since Joe Flacco signed his initial contract. Right. And even then, it was just like a blip on the radar, and then it was done. We've been hearing this since day one of Facts. the draft. It has Facts. been the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. The kid can't live up to that hype because everybody has these, oh, my God, he's better than Mike Vick expectations. <laughs> or, yeah. oh, my God, he's a Hall of Famer already. Yeah, he's not even a pocket passer. How is he going to be a Hall of Fame? Say that then. Say that then. I disagree with that. You think he a pocket passer? I think. Well, let me let me let me backtrack a little bit. Um, he's not a pocket passer yet, but in some of these games in the preseason, I've watched. I've watched him make the decision where first instinct he could have ran, but instead he decided to sit in the pocket and just deliver the ball. Now. He does have accuracy issues. I, I agree with that. But I think he could fix that. I mean, in the, you know, in a couple of years. Yeah, he can fix that. But there's also tape, and I broke down the tape for some people, um, of him standing in the pocket. Yes, but he would have Jaleel Scott over to the right, wide open. He'd look to the left. He didn't see anybody. Pull the ball down, run. Another play, he had four receivers open three wide receivers and a tight end open and it was an empty set he pulled the ball down and ran all four of them were open Mm. so he wasn't going through his progressions he gets nervous in the pocket yes this is something that he can work out but you have to remember over in louisville they run a pro style style, yeah Mm -hmm. they were trying to get him comfortable in the pocket right the same thing happened there that's happening here he's getting put behind a battle line He's not having time to get comfortable. And even though he threw all over that Clemson defense, I mean, he's not going to be able to do that in the NFL. Just throw wild passes and see what happens. Mm, yeah, I agree with that so, one. So, if so you're, there's a lot of stuff he has to work on. 
so so Mike, if you're right about this, we you know five years from now we you know look back on this moment and you end up being right about Lamar Jackson. Would you would you also <laughs> would, would would you would you also kind of put this as an indictment on Ozzie Newsom because he drafted Lamar Jackson in his in his final draft as the Ravens GM? I think you would have to. He tried to go out with a bang and then completely missed on it. Then yeah, I mean, I think you have to do that. You got to think, man. Baltimore is not the place that has drastic changes on offense. I mean, look at it. Even from Joe Flacco down to Bowler, mm-hmm. all the quarterbacks that they've had, they've had a certain kind of quarterback, quarterback yeah. and it has worked for them. Mm-hmm. It's been a run-first offense. Mm-hmm. Even even up to Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco put up good numbers in 2014. But mm-hmm. he has an eleven and one record when he throws thirty or less passes in a game. Right. He's a guy you want throwing thirty five times max. Right. With Lamar Jackson, there's gonna be a whole bunch of running. There's also gonna be a whole bunch of throwing because if he keeps on the arc that he is going on, even with this last game, if he keeps going on that arc, he's gonna be behind in a lot of games. Mm. And then more the risk for injury if he yes. continues the style of play mm. with just running the mm. ball. Hey man, hey man, I I like uh, you at like fifty percent. Me liking you, man, because that I, I appreciate you not being that that uh, the Lamar Jackson uh, pole jocker that a lot of these Ravens fans are around here, man. And um, it has been since before the draft even happened. I've gone on record saying I do not want Lamar Jackson. I do mm. not. I do not. I do not. And then once we drafted him, I said I still don't want him. I hope he proves me wrong, but I don't think he will. He'll prove you wrong, man. Man, because here, because 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 I'm telling you, Trey was waving the, the flag. He he was waving the flag. I hope he does prove me wrong. He's not going to. I hope he does. He so, will. He let will. me be honest Trust with me. you, man. I'm a little disappointed in my chat room because everybody beyond. Beyond, beyond him, Lamar Jackson this, Lamar Jackson this, yeah, and we I'm only looking got for a specific and, somebody in and the chat nobody's room. dogging you for this. Like, like you must have really hit him with some stats there that they couldn't come back from. Uh, End of the bench podcast does though say I don't think he's going to be a bust. I think the problem is the same as most QBs. Stop trying to call players to fit into this cookie cutter mode. Design an offense around the talent you have, not what you Absolutely. want the talent to do. Absolutely. They mm-hmm. need to build the offense around Lamar Jackson. Otherwise, it is going to fail. And I'll tell you what, if they keep – I can see them start trying to do it with like a Mark Andrews um, who's a, a pass – basically, he's a wide receiver in a tight end's body. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have um, Hayden Hurst who can help out with blocking and catching. I can see them trying to start building a run-pass offense – at the same time, they're going to have to learn to stop signing these veteran Band-Aid wideouts yeah. and get the kid some youthful talent around him. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, this is never going to work. Yeah. So and that was three. yeah, that was my next question, man. I was going to ask you how you feel about this revamped wide receiver core because, um, look, Michael Crabtree is good, and um, I think I think um, that he can be. I don't think he's going to be necessarily Anquan Bolden with the Ravens. But I think he can kind of fit that mold. Um, He'll be a good red zone target. Um, sure. I, how you feel about this wide receiver core? And and I gotta I gotta hit you with the two part because um, I don't want to kill too much time. How do you feel about Alex Collins? Ooh, that's my guy right there. 
That's your guy. Yes, sir. That's my guy. Yes, All right, sir. So let's start with the wide receiver group because I'll go on a rant about Alex mm-hmm. Collins, I'm sure. Uh, the wide receiver group, I think they did a good job. All right? They didn't hand out any monstrous contracts. <laughs> Grant. Yeah. Um, yeah, they didn't hand out anything stupid high for these guys. Uh, you know, Michael Crabtree has had his problems, problems with drops, but he's also been a touchdown machine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he'll be really good to help move the chains. And like you said, a, a red zone target. Willie Sneed, before last year, last year he was injured, suspended, then got phased out of that offense. Yeah. Before that, he was a top five top slot five. option. Mm-hmm. I agree with having, that. Having him as a slot option is huge for a guy that likes uh, to take those short underneath passes. And then John Brown, man, he has been so good in camp and in preseason. If he can recapture some of what made him so good in 2015, that is a legitimate downfield threat. You add Chris Moore to that, who is learning how to play at the pro level. Um, And and let me address Chris Moore because one of you said something earlier. Chris Moore, his first year in the league, all he did was play on special teams. Nobody got to see what he could do. And I was always there like, hey – this is the guy. Just trust me. This is the guy. Mm-hmm. Tory 2.0, except he can be better than Tory. Um, so he has downfield threat. He can also make acrobatic catches. He fights for the ball. He's physical. Mm-hmm. Last year, when they threw him into the lineup, just kind of threw him to the wolves. You saw him struggle at first and then get better as the year went on. And then eventually, he just took the place of Brashad Perriman. Brashad Perriman was a, a healthy scratch. And yeah. Chris Moore took his place. Mm-hmm. Yep. We've seen him progress even more. Chris Moore ceiling is a wide receiver too, but I'm okay with that. Torrey Smith ceiling was a wide receiver too. We just made him play like a wide receiver one. <laughs> oh um, man, you, 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 yeah, that you, that's 100 percent factual. That's 100 percent factual. <laughs> the one thing that I don't like um, is that we don't have a true number one wide receiver. Yeah. To counter that. that, we just have a lot of consistency, and I honestly think that having a group full of consistency will beat having one playmaker. You know what I mean? The yeah. Ravens have shown that they can have success with a good defense and an okay offense. I mean, that's just how their their model has been. Even in and today's think, NFL, Mike? Yeah, absolutely. Look at Denver. Especially, yeah. When they won the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Yep. They had a great defense. Yeah, Seattle, pa- too. Peyton Manning couldn't throw the ball more than 10 yards. Right. So, right. yeah, I absolutely think that it's still possible. Uh, is it harder? Probably. But they have this guy named Alex Collins to bust open the run game. Right. And let hey, me tell Mike, you, man, let hey, me get hey, into hey, this Mike, argument. Before, we, before you answer the question about Alex Collins, I just want to say that last week on the show, me and Maestro here got into a debate about – Alex Collins and Maestro I was getting, called yeah. him. I was getting ready. Yeah, Maestro called him. He got a, a fumble issue. He got a fumbling problem. Now, Alex Collins only had four fumbles last year, and he yep. feels like four fumbles equates to having a fumbling problem. Uh, really? Do you? Do, yeah. Do, do, do you? Do you feel the same way? No, Le'Veon Bell had three. Le'Veon Bell had three. I thought it was two. I'm glad you no, brought that up, Le'Veon Mike. Bell had three. You know how many the 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 leading fumbler in the league had? What was that? He had he had eight. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fumbling problem. I so think Alex Collins. Alex Collins had ball security issues when he was at Arkansas. He had limited playing time in Seattle, so he didn't get to learn how to hold the ball. As the year went on in Baltimore, 
you saw him fumble less and less. He did have one more, I think it was against the Colts maybe uh, at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. However, having four over that span of time is not terrible. It's easily correctable. Yeah, and Maestro, I got to call you out, man, because I looked up Le'Veon Bell's stats for 2016. Mm -hmm. He had a total of four fumbles. So in your I mind, it was two. I said it was two. No, I said it was two. I thought I'm saying I thought it was two. I mean, okay, but but it's actually four. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So in your eyes, he what you said about Alex Collins, maybe Bell had a fumbling problem for in me, 2016. For me, for me, and I I stand true to this. Uh-huh. For me, four and up in a year mm-hmm. is a lot to fumble. I don't want my running back fumbling that often. I don't want Le'Veon Bell fumbling that often. I don't want my running back fumbling that often either. But essentially, last year was Alex Collins' rookie year. Yeah, basically. It was the first time yeah. he had a heavy heavy payload. He didn't start until week five. He almost broke 1,000 yards rushing. He faced the eighth hardest slate of run defenses in the NFL last year. He faces the 10th easiest this year. He I think he's going to have a, I think he's gonna have a good year. Belt. Yeah. I absolutely mm. do. I mm. I like him for between fourteen and sixteen all-purpose yards. What was your What was your projection? What was your projection again? Between between fourteen hundred and sixteen hundred all-purpose yards. All-purpose. Okay. All right. So uh, this is my last question. I don't know how many Trey got. I'm um, I'm good. Um, after this. Projections for the season. Ten and six. Ten and six. Yeah, uh, I said that since the draft, and I, I see no reason to change it. Okay, and that 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 does that get them into the playoffs? Six seed? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the AFC is not great. Right. Ten, ten and six will get them in. They'll probably be higher than the six seed, honestly. Yeah, ten and six. Yeah. yeah. I, I, Whether that's enough to win the division or not, we'll see. Yeah, because I still yeah, got I, mean, I still got Pittsburgh winning twelve. A lot of, of pit. You say you had Pittsburgh at what? Winning 12, 12 and four. What'd you win last year? Thirteen. Thirteen and three. And three yeah, and, and we got harder schedule. Harder yeah, schedule. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Harder schedule. I believe in my squad. And let's it might, it might. It might. I, I'll, I'll be the first to admit, even in games. And if you, it, it, um, I pick Pittsburgh every week. Even in games, I don't really think they're going to win. It's kind of a, 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 a psyche thing with me. But, um, but obviously, me saying twelve and four, I don't believe they're going to go sixteen and no. But, um, yeah, man, I, I, I think. For me, and and um and a lot of that was on display last year. Because let's be clear, we were we won a we won a lot of games that had we not have Antonio Brown like like star players, mm-hmm. we would have lost. Yeah, and and let's also remember, Mike, um, the Ravens and Steelers somewhat had a similar schedule, and last year both our teams faced teams where their starting quarterback was out. For the season, we played. We yep. played some sorry quarterbacks last year. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And we this also, year, and this year, it's the AFC West and the NFC South. And mm-hmm. I've always said the NFC South has got the better yeah. crop of quarterbacks. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know yeah. what I mean. So it's going to be tougher this year. I mean, some yep. would, some would, some some would argue with. Well, I don't know about Keenum, but with Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers, uh, Patrick Mahomes, and what they're saying about him. Anyway. What they're saying about him, and yeah. Derek Carr coming back. So you say he ain't good. Patrick Mahomes is not good. Mm. He, wow. He will. He will flash. He will absolutely flash, but he is not consistently good. 
Mm. Wow. Uh, yeah, I'm watching out for that. I'm watching out for that. I like. I like. Hey, man. I like the. I like to talk, man. I ain't gonna lie, wow. man. I, if you wasn't a Ravens fan, man, I, I like to talk, man. I ain't gonna lie, man. I I, I like how you talking, man. I, I'm not gonna. So twelve. You say ten and six. Uh, playoffs, obviously. Um, hey, man. I, I I could rock with that, man. You won't like this part though, because I also have the Steelers going ten and six. Mmm. Mm. What 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 beats the tiebreaker in your eyes? Say that again. What uh, what is the tiebreaker in your opinion? What's gonna break it? <sighs> Maybe division. Yeah, I think yeah. The Steelers probably win more division games mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I think we split with the Steelers and the Bengals. And, right. I mean, we all know how the Bengals are against the Steelers. Yeah, so absolutely, absolutely. That probably does it. Absolutely. That's what's up. I got one more question before we let you go, man. I ain't gonna lie. I'm enjoy- I, I, man. I, I like I, I like what, I like how you talking, man. I just don't like the I don't like you because you're a Ravens fan. But um, how you feel about the Browns, man? Um, they'll win three or four games this year. Wow! Next year, <laughs> wow! Next year they could be a threat, man. Yeah, uh, I think Tyrod is too conservative to use all those weapons on that offense. And then I mean, it's Todd Haley calling the offense. Yeah. So like he's good, but he's I mean, I heard Steelers fans complaining about him. Yeah, I was. Oh yeah, I right, was. right, right, right. So I was, I, you know, I yeah. think three, four games is a huge improvement for them. <laughs> they won <laughs> from, one in the from, past two years. Well, they don't have a choice, right? <laughs> like, no, they have a choice. They can stay at zero and sixteen. Nah, yeah, I don't think can. that's happening. Not with that talent. I don't think no, that's happening. They have it. So what I've seen so far, they have a very good defense. Their mm-hmm. offense has a chance to be good, right. but their quarterback is too conservative. Because Landry going, because Landry Landry going to be fighting for everything, just like he was doing in Miami. Like yep. he's going to yeah. be fighting for everything. Right? It's not right. going to be. Yeah, it's not, nothing's going to be like just he ain't going to just lay out and get nothing vicious. He got to fight for every y'all he getting. Mm-hmm. But you know what? The way that team is built, maybe it is best that Todd Haley calls a conservative game plan for Tyrod Taylor. I mean, well, this is this to. is the Tyrod best. Taylor's a conservative quarterback, right. sure. And this is the best crop of receivers slash weapons that Tyrod Taylor has ever had. Oh, absolutely. But you he ain't know. gonna know what to do with it. So, well, we're gonna find out. I, I'm pretty confident that he ain't gonna know what to do with it. Uh, hey, you guys got to be pretty happy that you're not facing Josh Gordon in Week One, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I am because he he's he's known to scorch us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's known to scorch us a few. Yeah, yeah, if he, yeah. If he kept his head right, he honestly could have been the best wide receiver. I 100 percent agree with that. 100 yeah. percent. No doubt. No doubt. 100 percent. No doubt. Hey man, um, go ahead and um, plug your podcast one more time. All right, you guys can find me on Twitter at this is Chibs. Um, I write for Russell Street Report. I do a weekly column over there. And then my podcast, which is starting up this week, is called Neutral Zone Infraction. You can find it at, at N as in Nancy, Z as in Zone, I podcast on Twitter. Uh, other than that, man, I mean, I appear on shows all the time, whether it's film study or you guys. I'm going on one here in a couple minutes, too. So you guys can hear me all over. Okay, that's what's up, man. All right, that's man. What's up. Hey, man, I appreciate you, man. Hey, I, I might have to come find you on Twitter after uh, the Steelers 2 0 y'all this year, man. This guy. Hey, Mike. Want me back on, man? Just let me know. Oh yeah, definitely, man. And hey, listen. Hopefully, you know I can make a guest appearance on your podcast at some point this season. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, we'll have both of you guys on. All right. I appreciate that. There. 
All right, I'm being paid to the other one, so I got to run, boys. I appreciate you having me on. All, All right, right man. Be safe, man. Appreciate it. All right. All right, man. That was uh, Michael Telford, uh, host of the Neutral Zone Infraction podcast, uh, formerly a uh, blog writer for USA Today and Ravens Wire and all that good stuff. And, uh, yeah, that was, uh, was a good I appreciate that conversation, man. man. I still don't like him, but I appreciate the conversation, that's, that's man. A good, that's I, a good interview, man. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I, I'm i glad he brought up Le'Veon Bell because I actually had to search that uh, a couple of yeah, days I thought after it was too. we... I definitely thought it was too. After we had that uh, conversation. And so I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> this nigga fumbled four times. Yeah. In 2016, you know, and hey, uh, but he's still better than uh. Well, th- that's not a debate. All right, well, I just need to remind you. you it's know. not. A, it's not. But it's not a debate. I didn't say it was. I just need to remind you. It's not. A, ain't no reminders. Hey. Alex Collins gonna be good this year. All right. So, um, well, let's do this this quick. Uh, this quick. Shout out to ODB for getting that new contract. Yes, sir. What's that? Five years, ninety five, sixty five million guaranteed. He deserves it. Uh, deserves it. Deserves to be the highest paid wide receiver until Antonio Brown contract is up. Um, and and if we're being honest, now that he's getting up there in age, like ODB is obviously the the new the face guy, of the you know, franchise. I want, well, I'm, I'm I'm as far as. He should be the best receiver in the next two or three years. Yeah. ODB. It shouldn't be no nothing about it. He should be the best receiver in the game in the next few years. When do you hear my top five? Yeah. Um, so there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, so shout out to him. Uh, Ginobili retires. Um, thank you. Thank you, Ginobili. Thank you for retiring, man. This results in me happening to say... I'm not focusing on what he did for the Spurs because I think everybody knows arguably one of the better six men yeah. in the history of the game. I mean, like to the fact where they wouldn't let him start. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, arguably that. Um, four titles. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hall of Famer. Yeah. Hall of Famer. 100%. He's, he's going in. How many six-man Hall of Famers do we know? <laughs> we, 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 they, we don't know yeah. that many. Yeah. But I'm going to say this, and I'm going to make a statement right now. And this is the focus that I'm putting this on. Until further notice, the San Antonio Spurs are not making the playoffs in the Western Conference. 100%. 100%. This coming year. 100%. You lose Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, and Kawhi Leonard within a matter of a month. Half month and a half. You gonna give me Kyle Anderson and and, Kyle and, and Anderson, Murray and Murray, Demar Derozan and Murray and that point guard, Marcus Aldridge. Oh man, hmm, I forgot about Marcus Aldridge. I gotta miss now. That doesn't mean that they're gonna be sub five hundred because we know how loaded the West can be. Mm-hmm. They could win forty three, forty four games. And be the ninth seed. I think I'm gonna stick with it though. I, they they they're not going to the playoffs. I think uh, I'm gonna stick with it. Um, I'm with you. They're bro. not I'm going with to the playoffs. I'm this with year. you. I'm with you. You got that. the Lakers in there with LeBron. Uh huh. The Nuggets look better. Uh huh. Um, Phoenix. I mean, they're young, but you know that, they got that, some talent. Phoenix is the team that was making me cringe about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, right? Is Phoenix really gonna take that step this year? They got year? some talent though. Yeah, they, they got some dogs. Yeah, yeah, they got some yeah. horses. I don't want to call them dogs. They got some horses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. some yeah. young horses too. Yeah, man. they got some horses for sure. So I, I look out for. And them one too. thing they and I guess they got rid of all the old people on the Spurs. Right. But one thing I was concerned. One thing I'm concerned about is that. In their age, like that's why OKC was owning them for a few years. For a few years, yeah. Because they couldn't do nothing with all that young. Yep, they couldn't do nothing with yeah. that athleticism. Right, yeah. right. They couldn't do nothing. Right. But until further notice, 
they will not make the playoffs Fact. this coming year. Let me say, I don't give a flying fuck about the uh, the player, the weekend jerseys with the nicknames. I don't give a flying fuck about it. What's that now? I, I, I the, missed something. The I was baseball something. player jersey, weekend jerseys that they did. Uh huh. I don't give a flying fuck about them. I don't care. Even I, from because I, uh, I, you know, I didn't I, think I didn't think n- none of them was like, ooh, that's hot. I don't give a damn about your nickname. I yeah, I when I unless when you I, got some backstory to this that I don't know about. Well, when I when, when I noticed that the players were wearing these jerseys over the weekend, I didn't focus so much on the nicknames because I didn't think the nicknames were even that hot to begin with. But since you and I have this kind of fashion thing when it comes to jerseys and things like that, um, or at least we did once upon a time. Once upon a time, and, yeah. you know. Um, I, I, I pulled up the list and I posted it on Twitter um, just the other day and I wanted to get your opinion if there was one that was hot, one that kind of stood out just from a fashion, from a fashion standpoint. I'm be honest I, with is you, Is there man. one? I'm be honest with you, bro. Ain't, ain't, ain't nothing really stick out to me, man. I, I, like, I want to I, I, I engage with you, man. I do. None of them drinks really stuck out to me, man. Like it was nothing. I was just like, oh, all right. You know what I'm saying? Like they there, right? I'm gonna watch more games because you got a weekend. I'm gonna watch all the weekend games now because you. And let's be clear. Can I? I, I my, T-Mobile is my phone service, and they gave me a free year of MLB, meaning I could watch any game right. for free on uh-huh. my phone. Mm-hmm. I have not watched a game on that phone. Okay. I could I could understand half of that. I, I haven't watched a game. I, I signed up for the free shit. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch a game. Not near a game. Po- well, I was gonna say postseason, but your team's not going to the postseason. Well, I'm, least, I'm but I, I mean, it's way. happened in in April. So I mean, I'm talking about right. I've had it since pretty much the beginning of the year. Right, right. Well, I, I'll I'll just say this. Um, obviously, as a Yankees fan, I would cop the Yankee joint. No question about it. Um, the one thing that is kind of disturbing about the jerseys is that I don't like the fact that the sleeves are a different color than the body of the jerseys. Like, like for example, oh, I am mad at that. If you like, if you look at the like, look at the Dodgers joint. Like, like either use that blue or that particular shade of blue to cover the whole thing, and not just use both colors. Like, I like the nah, trim around the collar. Nah. I like the trim around the sleeve. Nah, that being a different that's color. That's probably one of the better parts of the jerseys to me. The the different sleeves. The different color of the sleeves. Yeah, to me. Eh, yeah. Uh, I mean, but I don't give a... F- I mean, it makes me think about um, them old throwback Padre joints. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. Or the, the Astros joints. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I, 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 I could give a flying fuck. I, I mean... Man, you that disgruntled, man. No, I just don't care. <laughs> like, nah, it, 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 nothing about that was like, yo... I gotta cop that joint, oh, yo. Or I'm gonna watch more games, or I'm gonna go out and go nah. buy the jersey. Nah, yeah, none of that. I, I brought this up to bring up a conversation for fashion. In yeah, a sense. it man. wasn't really much about man. you know watching the games and all that. Man, man, and you know me and you, you you've grown up, man. You know, well, no, no, it's just that none of that is so hot that I gotta. Right. Yeah, none that of you that. You gotta is, gush over it. Yeah, none of that, that is so hot. I mean, it's really, really. Um, I'm sitting here thinking. I mean, here's the other piece. What's up? I mean, obviously, I ain't no jerseys for me nowadays is Pittsburgh Steelers or a player that I genuinely fuck with. That's not, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying that's not a, a rival. Like team. if it's an NBA player, 
Like, yeah. Because yeah. it seems like more people, like, fans of the NBA are more fans of the player right. than the actual team. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I I don't even know what basketball player. I get a Steph Curry jersey. I love Steph Curry still. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. that. But, you know what I'm saying? But outside of that, I don't, yeah, I yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you in a sense that as as I get older, as far as jerseys go, I mean, I'm but just rocking my teams. But jersey. it's not, but it's not even us getting older. It's the I I know you a little more removed from it than I am. Mm-hmm. But jerseys ain't they ain't the shit no more. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, no, yeah, no. Yeah, we're, we're we're so far away from 2000. I mean, I'm just I'm just saying, like youngins, mm-hmm. like that, Cause see, because when you know back in the one. It didn't matter, you know, yeah. what our favorite team was. We was getting the jersey. If, if it was the NFL, jersey looked good, if it looked good, or it was the getting. player, or if nobody else had the jersey. Right, right. Like I, I remember our um, senior trip to Virginia Beach. Mm. Everybody had on a different player, different team jersey. Now I'm tell you, my jersey collection back in the day was was like that. Like mm-hmm. you right. know, like. I mean, I you know we got we still we got the ones I got left over hanging up at at, at your crib. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, yep. um, you know, but yeah, man, yeah, man. I I I, I don't care. Nah, I, yeah, sorry, nah, I it's, don't it's care. all right. It's cool. Yeah, I don't care. It's cool. All right, so let's do this top five, man. Yes, and, sir. Because obviously we're gonna run over two hours, but um, I was trying not to. But that conversation with uh tell with Michael Telford, I ain't gonna lie. And you know it's funny because I I text Mike before the show and I told him this is probably gonna be about ten fifteen minutes yeah. and stuff because he did tell me that he had the other show to do yeah. and stuff. So and I I was watching the time and I was like wow like this is actually going over <laughs> the yeah. time that I thought it would go over. Yeah. But you know shout out to him man definitely that was, that was and appreciate you for that extra time man. But uh, yeah I see I like talking to people. Who you know, you know what I mean. I thought he was real. He can articulate. He, he can articulate and say, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I disagree with him about some things, I but it's, it's cool. It's, it's cool. Um, so let's do. Uh, I guess let's, we could just run down the line. Yep, yep. So you ranked them this time. Yes, and right. and and let me let me just set the record straight here because you know. Last week before the show, you know, I came in a little pissed off. And, uh-huh. You know, wasn't really... I didn't feel like I was into the show as much yeah. as I would have liked to have been. Uh-huh. You know, so... This week, I'm prepared. I got my players ranked. I got them right here in my Rolodex here. Right, I'm man. ready to rock and roll, So, man. top five quarterbacks. You you doing all the top fives first. Last week, you made me do them. I'm going to do it first. So right. Five to one. Five to one. Number five, I got Russell Wilson. Okay. Number four, I got Phillip Rivers. Number three, I got Cam Newton. Number two, got Matt Stafford. And number one, the best quarterback in the league, Aaron Rodgers. Hold on. What? Yes, sir. Hold on. Read, read that five back again. Russell Wilson, number five. Okay. I ain't mad at that. Phillip Rivers, number four. I ain't necessarily mad at that. Uh, Cam Newton, number three. Uh-huh. Matt Stafford, number two. Mm-hmm. And Aaron Rodgers, number one. No Tom Brady, no Drew Brees. Nope. Mm. Nope. Okay. Nope. I, okay. My top five. And let me let me just say this off the brand. They loving you right now with that Cam Newton pick. They loving you right now. Oh, of course. They loving you right now. Of number five. <laughs> <laughs> number five. Um, and I, and let me let me let me. I did wrestle with this. Mm-hmm. Um, between I got Carson Wentz, and I but. I felt like I wanted to put Russell Wilson, but 
Um, here's why I didn't put Russell Wilson. Not because, not necessarily because I think uh, Wentz is better than Russell Wilson. Right. I, I, that's a toss up for me. I haven't sure. really made up my mind. Sure. Um, Russell Wilson certainly got history. Russell Wilson um, has definitely done a lot with with not a lot. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and that deserve, that deserves to be you know that deserves you know points. I took Carson Wentz over him just because I feel like one again mm-hmm. it's always what he's done in the past and what I think he's going to do in the future so yep. that, that's always how I do my sure. top five mm-hmm. um, with that being said um, I obviously I because he's younger I think Wentz got a higher ceiling mm-hmm. um, two I think he's going to hold up longer because he got better weapons three right. um, the, the better weapons than the Seahawks yeah, I think so. Mm, by, by, how, by how much? Um, I, I'd say it's considerable. Hmm, who, like that, like no. Like who, this, who's your? Or? Who's your, uh, this is the latter? Who's your? Who's your running back in Seattle? Um, is it is his name Chris Carson? Am I getting that name right? That's yeah. That's 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 not the guy they drafted, but yeah, Chris Carson is there, and then and then the, and then the rookie they drafted. Right. Okay. As opposed to Ajayi and Clement. Ajayi and Clement. I, I, only because we've seen Ajayi do some but things. But ain't that enough? Because we haven't seen nothing from Carson. We I mean, haven't we've seen, seen him play, but... We, we haven't seen him play. We uh, seen Carson play. But, huh? Carson's played. He's played? Yeah. Okay. I Carson, this is like Carson's second year, I thought. Okay. Okay. Um, but I, I I don't think the gap is that big. I, I kind of feel like the weapons are a little bit closer than what... Okay. Why receivers? Um, Doug Baldwin has proven himself to be a solid... Receiver, you think he's better than Alshon Jeffrey? Um, I don't think he's. I don't think he's better because he doesn't have the height and maybe the you know the physicality that mm-hmm. you know Alshon can bring mm-hmm. to the table. Um, I would I would agree Alshon is a better receiver. Um, and then everything but, after that. But I mean, then but then after but even on the Eagles after Alshon Jeffrey, Mike Wallace. Okay, the pickup Nelson Aguilar. Aguilar. Um and then the tight ends, Ertz is a Ertz is definitely but, they, they definitely beating him at tight ends. I don't even know who the Seahawks tight end is. Uh, Luke Wilson, but yeah, he's yeah. not a he's exactly. not a game changing tight end. Zach Ertz is definitely more of one than him. Okay, and then lastly, offensive line. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, yeah, I, I, I think it's considerable. Okay, yeah, I think it's considerable. Okay, um, so with that said, number four, Ben Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. Number three, Tom Brady. Number two, uh, Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. I know he old. He's still he's still going to outball pretty much everybody this year. And number one, obviously Aaron Rodgers. Okay. What my Not, question for you? Uh huh. Why Matthew Stafford now? Why Matthew Stafford now? Because you had him at number two. I had him at number two. That's, yes. That's yes. Crazy. Did, I mean, you you said this to me before when we were debating about Matt Stafford. He's got to be everything for the Lions. That's true. You know, he he's 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 got to throw he's got to throw the football what seventy percent of the time. I'm and I know they got Legarrette Blunt. Yeah. And, and I know they got Legarrette Blunt. That's going to change things. It could. It could. I it think could. that's definitely going to change. I, things. Well, I, I hope for his sake it does. Yeah. But but <laughs> I mean, uh, the amount of running backs that they've had while Stafford was there. I mean, they've had some pretty talented. Yeah. Back. Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush was not good in in Detroit. 
He wasn't bad. I'd say he was average at best. He, he wasn't ba- okay. Okay, at that's best. Fair. Okay, fair. But he wasn't terrible. And then he was still splitting carries with Joyke Bell. Okay, Joyke Bell, another guy who wasn't bad, but Joyke a little Bell, bo- a little above average. But never, I wouldn't say above average. I, he never had the opportunity to, to really be a runner. You know, to really right. Yeah, I, I always I always wonder if that offensive line in Detroit is built to run the football at times. You know, no, and I haven't, I would I haven't, say no. I haven't studied it all I that would much. Say best, I would say based on their production, no, because they haven't had a good running back since Barry Sanders. <laughs> like even a, in my mind, they haven't had a serviceable running back since since Barry Sanders, man. But nonetheless, my reason why I think Matthew Stafford is going to have to throw the football a lot, and it wouldn't shock me if. He was number two in passing yards this okay. coming season. It wouldn't surprise me. Um, but to your list, though, and I, I kind of waffled with Carson Wentz, too, mm-hmm. and Deshaun Watson, for that matter. And he's not on your list. No, he's not on my list. I, I, did, I did waffle with that a little bit because of what we saw last year. My only issue... But I have to take in consideration that both of these guys are coming off a major... Injuries, and we don't know because look, Carson. This is his third year, and this is Deshaun's pretty much semi rookie, semi second season. No, Carson was good in his. He was. I ain't gonna say good. He, he was. was okay. He was okay. He was. He was eh, and in then, his first year. and then that and then next we saw year, we the saw MVP before we got hurt. Yeah, I, I get that. It takes some time for guys to come back off of an injury like that, and he still ain't one hundred percent back right now. Right, so I'm I, not, yeah. I'm not certain about Carson Wentz right now. Yeah, I'm not certain about Deshaun Watson, and I wanted to put him so badly I did too. in my top five. But I, I got to be fair yeah. when it comes to this stuff. I need to see. I, I, sorry, and I, I know I'm probably going to kill. I need to see more from Deshaun Watson. I do. I need to see more because of a, it's a short. It was just a short sample size. I agree. I agree with that. It was just that. a short sample size. I, I agree with that. All right, running backs. Uh, running backs. Uh, my top five. Uh, number five, I got Kareem Hunt. Mm-hmm. Number four, I got Zeke Elliott. Number three, mm-hmm. I got Melvin Gordon. Uh, number two, I got Todd Gurley. Okay. And number one, no, 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 no. Let me take that back. Number two, I got Le'Veon. Number one, I got Todd Gurley. Okay, I am mad. Uh, well, I am mad at something. My number five, Kareem Hunt. Uh huh. Number four, Alan Kamara. Okay. Um, and I'm gonna freestyle this. Number three, mm-hmm. Zeke. Mm-hmm. I had him at two at first, but then I realized that was ridiculous. Number two, number three, Zeke. Mm-hmm. Number two, Gurley. Mm-hmm. Number one, Bell. Okay. Um. So uh, the difference is one guy. You got Kamara. Yeah, Kamara over Melvin Gordon. Gordon. Huh? You got Kamara over. I mean, Gordon over uh, uh, Kamara. Yeah, man. I I, I think they, the Chargers and look, Philip Rivers is you know going to do his thing. But if they really want to <laughs> go some places, man, they they got to run the football. And he had a, he had a good to great year last year, Melvin Gordon. I, yeah, no doubt about that. But Alvin Kamara does both. Yeah, I, 80, I, I, 80 catches. I hear you. 80 I, catches, 1,000 rushing yards. I, I don't have a problem with Alvin Kamara in the top five. but and, Logan, you know, and, you know, and you know Mark Ingram's role ain't doing nothing but declining it from this point. And Mark Ingram is suspended the first four weeks. You know too. his role ain't doing nothing but declining. Sure, sure. But Melvin Gordon, I mean, who's behind that guy? Ekelot, no, Ekelot's the Rams. Um... No, nah, nobody's behind him. That's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Melvin but, Gordon going. But that could even make or break him too. 
Well, we'll see. It's always easier to be a good running back when you got when you got stuff around you to get that pressure ball for you. I mean, I, I guess Keenan Allen. Is this Keenan his fourth Island. year or third year? Who's that? Melvin Gordon. Gordon. This is his fourth year, I want to say. Fourth the third year. year. Third year. Third and year. And I mean, that first injury, year he was he bad. Injury year, right? Yeah, that the first year, year he wasn't. Oh, maybe it's his fourth year. I know one that. I remember his rookie year, he was terrible. Yes, he I was. I remember that. He was. Because I drafted him in fantasy. Second year, he had the injury, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And then after that was this, when we saw him year. Okay. break maybe. out. Maybe. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be really good this year, man. I, I really, I mean, I, I got some big expectations for the Chargers. I do too, actually. Yeah, so, I do too. But I, uh, yeah, but not over those guys. Uh, wide receivers. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Number five, Keenan Allen. Okay. Which is another reason why I got big expectations. Okay. I just don't trust for his, the Chargers. He just gets injured, man. He just Keenan gets, Allen. Yes. I, I hate. I the past two years in our fantasy draft because of my low draft position. Right. I find myself having to draft Keenan Allen the first round. Mm. And it kills me. Because I know I need to get a receiver for my first round. Right. I need to. But mm-hmm. it's all, by, by the time it gets to me, it's always Keenan Allen. And he gets injured, you know. Right when you. Four or five games. Least expected. And then he'll come back when it don't matter for me no more or whatever and do his right, thing. Right, but, right, Yeah, man. But, yeah, I got you. Number four, DeAndre Hopkins. Number three, Antonio Brown. Number two, Julio Jones. And my number one, we talked about him with the contract, Odell Beckham Jr., man. Mm. Read that again. Read that again. Number five, Keenan Allen. Number four, DeAndre Hopkins. Number three, Antonio Brown. Number two, Julio Jones. And number one, Odell Beckham Jr. Okay. Um, Well, for me. Um, And you're saying this year. This year. He's making the lead. Odell right. Beckham, yeah, he's, he's taking a leap. He got this his, year. he got his, he got his money. He he's got weapons around him. He's he's, he's, he's got weapons. Evan Ingram and Saquon Barkley. Evan Ingram, Man, that's and more Saquon than one, Barkley, I guess. Sterling Shepard. Nah, I mean, I, he, he, I, I, I ain't gonna say. I'm not saying Sterling Shepard is bad. I'm just saying I don't know about that. Odell Beckham gonna ball out this year. I got you. I got you. Um, for me, mm-hmm. number five, and then. Uh, and, and and the reason to answer your question, Dale, the reason why AJ Green doesn't make my list, but this guy takes a jump this year with the contract, is Steph Stephon Diggs. Mm. Stephon Diggs takes that step into, I think, into top receiver mm-hmm. with Cousins at quarterback. With I mean, I mm-hmm. guess, but if okay. it was Keenum, if it was Keenum, I still felt this way. Let's mm-hmm. be clear. Mm-hmm. Um, number four, Julio. Number three, Odell Beckham. Number two, DeAndre Hopkins. Got him number two. Number Ooh. two. Okay. Um, and number one, Antonio Brown. And this is why I got Hopkins at two for this reason. Mm-hmm. Um, De- Deshaun Watson is going to be throwing that ball even when he has no business throwing that ball to DeAndre Hopkins. And DeAndre Hopkins is going to make plays. He's going to make plays. He's going to make plays like he's going to make plays like oh my god against Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah, in like, the week the like, final yeah, week like before, oh my yeah. god, he made that play like yeah. because Deshaun Watson Deshaun Watson slings the ball. And I I I know William Will Fuller, he's and, good. I, and I was just going to say Will Fuller has kind of came along yeah. since Deshaun Watson has been yeah. quarterback in the team. Too, but I know so. he got injured um, 
well, kind of earlier. Right? Yeah, yeah kind of early did. in the year. He yeah, did. he did. But DeAndre Hopkins is is um, is on his way to stardom this year. Yeah, I agree. This with that. year, this I year, to- totally agree with yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I mean, our only one difference is you know Diggs and Allen. Yeah. Really are you know differences and, and, here. And, yeah. So uh, tight ends. Uh, tight ends number five, and you, you're gonna laugh at me for this one. Jordan Reed, please stay healthy. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Jordan Reed, please. You. I got him number five. Okay. Uh, I got Jimmy Graham number four hmm. in the Green Bay Packers offense. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is gonna make that dude make him better. Better. 100%. Uh, number three, I got Evan Ingram number three. Mm-hmm. Number two, Travis Kelsey. Number one, Gronk. Okay. Uh, for me, uh, I got Delaney Walker. Um, Delaney Walker is going to continue to be that. Is going to continue to be a blanket for Mariota. Mm. Number th- four, Ertz. Not not a bad choice. Ertz is being slept on in this tight end conversation. Not a bad choice. He's being slept I on. I didn't think about him. Number three, Jimmy Graham. Because of the Packers situation, obviously. Yeah. Um, I ain't gonna lie to you, man. I I struggled with this, and the only reason I didn't put Graham over Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, fuck that. Kelsey's number three, and Graham is number two. Okay. Uh, I don't. I know everybody's saying Mahomes got an arm, and and and, mm-hmm. and from what I've seen, he definitely got a. Uh, he can throw it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's going to help out Travis Kelsey. With Sammy Watkins and Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. Um, good I point. don't know. Um, so, I, I'm going to go Graham number two and then Gronk number one. Okay. I mean, who'd you say your number five was? Number five was Delaney Walker of the Titans. Yeah, I, I, I got a problem with that. I mean, I, I, I don't believe in that offense. That offense was suspect last year. Yeah. And, and, and here's the thing about the Titans that I, I don't like about them this year. They had problems on offense, and their coach was an offensive coach in Mike Malarkey. So what happened after the playoff game against the Patriots? They decided to not bring him back, and they decide we're going to go with Mike Vrabel, who was a defensive guy, yeah, to coach this team. Coaching. And I'm like, wait a minute. You got problems on the offensive side of the ball, mm-hmm. and you're hiring a defensive coach, and you think that's going to fix it? But all they got to do is bring in the right OC. Yeah, well, I, I, it, I mean, I don't know who the OC is. I'm just I, I don't either, and yeah. I, I, I don't have confidence that this offense is going to be. In my mind, in my mind, what you're saying supports my argument because it's going to be a lot of um, scrambles and runs to throw short to Delaney Walker. That's, that's funny you say that. A lot of scrambles and shorts to like I'm scrambling. I gotta find yards. somebody. I gotta find somebody. But and one thing Delaney the, Walker is, and one thing he's good at from me. One thing he's good at. Mm-hmm. Delaney Walker is very elusive. No, I, no, I, yeah. I agree with that. I just think that off. I, I just, I, I just got questions. I don't expect a whole bunch from. I, I got questions about their moves. Yeah, and, and then you bring on the guy. Who I wanted out of my defensive coaching, you know, yeah. off for retirement. Yeah, I don't. He, he's gonna he's gonna make that defense worse. I know we talking offense here, yeah, but yeah. I'm just going rambling about the Titans. I don't mm. think they're gonna be any good this year. All right, uh, kickers, kickers. Uh, my number five, 
Adam Vinatieri, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we text about it. Yeah. Watching the Colts game, that dude's still kicking. Yeah. Fifties plus yard field goals at age forty five. He's my number five. Um, number four, I got Harrison Butker from the Kansas City Kansas. Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a good year last year. Yeah. Um, so I got him there. Uh, number three, even though he's not out there as much, but I got to put Gustowski there because yeah, of his efficiency. He missed a lot of extra points. He missed a little more extra points than I liked last year. Mm, oh, good, I mean, good he's point. Off my list. Yeah, he was off my list for that. Good, good point. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, I got Greg Zerline with the Rams. Mm-hmm. Very consistent there. And, you know, my number one. You disrespectful motherfucker. My number one. You know, you disrespectful motherfucker. You, come on, man. Come on, man. I'm not even talking hey, about your number one. I'm, you disrespectful. All right, so yeah, I ain't got Boswell. You disrespectful. I ain't got him in the top five. All right, so let me go on. All right, so and number Tucker's is, my one. In case number five. Know. Number five is Bucker from Kansas City. Number four is Zerline from the Rams. Mm-hmm. Number three is Adam Vinatieri. Mm-hmm. Number two is Justin Tucker, and now. The new best kicker in the motherfucking you game. You don't believe that. Right now, you don't this year, that, is Chris Boz, the Boz, Chris motherfucking Boz Well. Don't you don't believe that, my nigga. Number one this year, stamp it. You don't believe Let's that. Let's go. You don't believe that, my nigga. Let's go. Yeah, he had, he had a couple good years. He had a great year last year, by the way. A Pro Bowl year last year. All Pro year last year. Well, we'll see, man. We're we, we going to find out. But. The Boz. The fourth B. Yeah, right. Let's get it. Yeah, right, man. All right, man. So, we going to... So, um, y'all go ahead and post y'all fives whenever y'all get a chance, man. Uh, put it on Twitter. Put it on IG. I, I think we're going to... I'm going to do a... Um, I'm going to do a... Uh, a list of everything, all of my top five offensive skill positions, and put it on the uh, blog. Yeah, put it on I, the I'll blog. We'll do the same. And um, when we post the blog out, y'all can put y'all top fives up there. Let us know what y'all think. Um, look, man, let me just say we appreciate everybody for listening. Uh, I want to give a special shout out to Michael Telford. Uh, appreciate the conversation, yes, man. Sir. And uh, we we look forward to hearing from you when it's still a two o y'all again. Um, Negative. Look, man. Uh, follow us on social media: Instagram at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Instagram. Um, follow us on Twitter: Barbershop S P O R two. Subscribe to the YouTube page: Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Um, if you want to email us any questions, comments, you can hit us on uh, Barbershop Sports Talk One at Gmail dot com. And uh, we see y'all next week, man. For Trey Frazier, it's Maestro Styles, and uh, we see y'all next week, man. Yo, what's good? This is Trey Frazier, Maestro Styles. This is the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Make sure y'all tune in to us every Tuesday night, 7 o'clock to 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. If you are leading change, building a team, or implementing new procedures, Gonzaga University's online Master's in Organizational Leadership gives you the tools for success. With concentrations in change, global, and servant leadership, you'll get the most relevant training and education to help you tackle any challenge. Visit gonzaga.edu leader and find out how Gonzaga's organizational leadership degree can affect positive change in your life and career. That's gonzaga.edu leader. A lot of us are looking for ways to start our day feeling more joy and appreciation. And while some of us write gratitude lists or do yoga, 
Others pour themselves a bowl of their favorite cereal, Honey Nut Cheerios. Because not only are Honey Nut Cheerios delicious, they can help lower cholesterol as part of a heart-healthy diet. So maybe the secret to a great mood all day is a little yoga. Then writing your gratitude list over a bowl of Honey Nut Cheerios. Learn more about a heart-healthy lifestyle at Cheerios.com.